That's the right answer, is it not? Yes. Is that not the 100%, right answer? 100%. 100%. If he really if it, wants to make Monica happy, he should be having sex with Phoebe. Uh, <laughs> all right. I don't know where that logic goes sideways. I'm sorry. It's, it all seems very sound to me. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Wow, wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. What you barked! <laughs> it shocked me. I know. I I I had this feeling bubble up inside of me yeah. and I realized that I wanted to kind of clear my this, throat but also make a noise. Oh. Uh, so I, I thought maybe that meant you actually watched the uh, us video. Yeah. <gasps> I did. Oh yeah. I felt bad about last week. Like I should have watched something, yeah, yeah. And I regret my decision and to watch us, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I would, I would have, uh, I would have. I'm so cautioned confused. you on us. I'm so confused about everything to do with the plot line. We'll get to that later. Oh yeah, okay. I'm that's, so confused. That's cool. Um, Aaron is a much better friend because I would just be like, "Hey, Danae, we're watching us tonight. Let's, do it. <laughs> Let's go." No, I would not. Oh man, um, I feel like everything has happened in my life in the last forty-eight to you know. Dude, you're like on a. Oh yeah, do you want to talk about your weekend, craziness. or have you already done that somewhere else? No, or? I mean, I mean, my wife and I talked about it. I guess technically that's somewhere else, but uh, I don't no, know. I really keep you, that. You record you. that, <laughs> yeah, and release that. Wait, you publicly? record every conversation you have. I I do. <laughs> yeah, I even recorded what they were doing while they were discussing it. Hey yo, I, I I don't I don't you know I mean they were they were what they were eating toast. What did you think I meant? Yeah, Aaron. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> that was not toast. Uh, so yeah, no, I went to Los Angeles for a uh, Irishman uh, a junket. whirlwind adventure. It was crazy. Netflix, they want their Oscar man. Like they are really yeah. going all out and they have this to me makes and it clear. And you're the guy to do it. I know, right? Like I'm going to bring him that that trophy. Uh I this really makes it clear to me that the Irishman is you know, that's the one they're putting their money behind this year. Uh be- makes sense as much money as they spent on it. Yeah, and and honestly, they've got some some good movies coming out this year that are going to be competitors. So you got but... to go out there, watch The Irishman, and then hang out with critics and like wine and dine. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert De Niro was there. Yes. Um, uh, Al Pacino. You were hanging out with a bunch of critics I follow on Twitter. Uh, I love uh, the Curvy Critic, for instance. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge fan of hers. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, so that was really cool. That was an interesting. I'll just uh, pause to just tell the story. Lunchtime, uh, the second day, we had a luncheon with all the critics, that kind of thing. And I just picked an empty table, set my stuff there, and went and got my food. And when I came back, and at, listen, as a white guy, I'm like tiptoeing into this. But when I came back, all the African-American critics had decided to sit at that table i was the only Mm -hmm. white guy at the table and i loved it so much and i want diversity in my life so much more than it is where i live but you're in springfield i know right it's like less than three percent and it was just it, it it's just i there is something to be said for the ability to sit with a group where you are the minority where you are and and again i know all these words are loaded so please just you know have some grace with me as i talk about this but uh to sit with a group where you're the minority and to really experience their culture as the majority and to get a look into you know what's unique what's different you know what's i'm just really i just loved seeing into the world of 
uh, and I'm, I'm going to say black culture because that's what they called it, you know, black film culture. And the conversations we had were interesting. They would look to me occasionally as the white guy and ask for my, you know, opinion on something from black call. Like, I don't know. I've never had an experience. Hey, token white guy. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I get it. it. I'm token girl a lot. <laughs> no, and, yeah. Well, and I, I got to say, there, there are a lot of good, there are a lot of great white male critics out there. I mean, Aaron's one of them, but um, I do tend to find the critics I seek out more now, I tend to look more for diversity, like female critics, African-American, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, Mm -hmm. just because I think the perspective is so much more interesting to read about, um, especially when they're covering a film like The Irishman, which I haven't seen, obviously. But like, I I don't know. I just- Can you talk about it? Yeah, I can talk about it. Can you talk about whether it was okay? Yeah, yeah, totally. Can you I can. talk about whether or not it was Oscar worthy? Because this is definitely not in your wheelhouse, right? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm actually for this movie probably not the one you want to hear talk about this. Uh, just because when Scorsese does uh, bad guys, he he has a glee about him that you see in Goodfellas, that you see in Wolf of Wall Street, where it's just like he is he is 100% entertained by the depravity of these people. Uh, at least if what I'm seeing on the screen if I'm interpreting it correctly. When I watch Wolf of Wall Street, it seems like he is he is wanting to entertain us with depravity. Uh, see, that's interesting because I I I I love Wolf of Wall Street. That's one of my favorite movies of the decade and I I thought the opposite actually. I thought he was going so over the top with it to kind of be like you know it's like this guy is insanely such a douchebag <laughs> i don't know he's but, just there's just so much joy yeah, to it I know what you're saying. there's so much laughter to it there's so much you know that's true it seems like a positive experience in watching it even if even if the movie doesn't necessarily um you know, handle the consequences differently or, or whatever. Now, Irishman handles the consequences better than I've seen any of his movies handle it. It felt a little more authentic to me, a little real. Uh, if you love Goodfellas, I think you're going to love the Irishman. I think it's, for me, it's as good as that movie. Um, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, under a embargo until tomorrow, and this won't even be out until after that. So I think I can. Perform- are the performances really top notch? Oh my goodness, they're incredible. Yeah. Al Pacino is Pe- Pesci. Pesci's great. Uh, That's awesome. P- Pacino, it may be the best Pacino performance. Uh, it's oh wow, that's uh, that's my favorite actor. He he's just astonishing, and, and De Niro's De Niro, yeah. right? Like I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. You don't stuff. like De Niro, do you? What's that? You have a thing against De Niro. I can Do tell. I? Yeah, you're kind of like snarky towards him. I can no, tell. No, no, no. I just mean. There's I, drama in here. Let me dig in. I just mean sometimes it can be interpreted when I say <laughs> no. Pacino's amazing. Well, and- no, 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 no. I was being silly because I just remembered like whenever you were texting about like, because you asked uh, people on Discord and uh, like, hey, if I if my number gets called and I can ask them a question, what question should I ask? And you even said that they all answered like really good, and then uh-huh. De Niro like mumbled something. <laughs> so I, well, I'm you, just, I'm just. He's I'm, not great at he's not great at press conferences, De Niro. And it also, if you to to put to 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 make a point too about them though, like when I say Pacino is my favorite actor, I I don't necessarily mean working today though. Like I mean, I think Pacino overall is my probably my favorite actor, like prime Pacino. But like over the last like ten or fifteen years. 
and even more so with De Niro, the some of the projects they've chosen I have not been huge fans of. Like the De Niro, the the comic De Niro, I don't really like as much. But there's a lot of people that that's all they know him from. Uh, so I'd so, be really curious to see them watching this because you know there's younger people that have never seen Goodfellas, have never seen Casino, have you know have never seen Taxi Driver. Yeah, they know they know De Niro from Meet the Parents. Yeah. And analyze this, and it's going to be really interesting to see them if this is the first time they see like that kind of De Niro. Denny, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say it was kind of cool though because your number was called first, and you did get to ask them a question. <laughs> I know this stupid number That's got amazing. called first. What? I was Why the is first that bad? Per- That's a lot of pressure. It was a good question though, and Thank you, you and you prepared by like you actually yeah. had been thinking about what to. And I thought I'm it was a good question. I've been thinking about it because what was what was the? I'm sorry, what was the question you asked? Though I, I might ended have up asking that. them because the movie deals with uh, themes of big choices in life mm-hmm. and how there are those weighty choices where everything after that changes uh, i asked them if they could think of a time in their career where they had a super weighty choice that changed everything for them um ah, that's awesome and they all answered it um again yeah de niro just kind of mumbled his way through it but uh but yeah pacino talked about the godfather and uh scorsese talked about movies he didn't take that became very successful yeah that's interesting because that's more of a regretful way of you know like the question could be well, except he, he talked about not being regretful about oh, it oh, how okay. excited he was that he still thinks he made the right choice <gasps> even though those movies went on to be huge successes Look, that, that's that cool. guy yeah that guy definitely i mean regardless if you're a fan of his or not i mean he he doesn't need to be regretful about anything <laughs> i mean with that kind of like career i mean there's so few directors i mean I mean, he's probably up there as far as a consensus goes. I mean, he's got to be up there with like Hitchcock well, and I will, Wilder and all those people. I will Gilbert. say that whenever I was telling my husband who you were hanging out with when you were in uh-huh. California, yeah. and I said Scorsese says he. Scorsese says he? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, he said, who is that? And I said, oh, he's a director. That's how famous he is. I even knew <laughs> that he was a director. That's how that's how good he is. And he only needs the last name. Like that's all you need. Well, I he's also about, even I thought about I'm not kidding you. I I I legitimately before my question thought about asking Scorsese what it was like to direct The Godfather. Uh as just, a joke. just as a joke and and I'm <laughs> no, glad I thought better cuz so that would have been that would have been, so... been like I think everyone would have been like this air would have been sucked out of the room <laughs> oh, and you would have right. not been invited to anything else. I know. Well, I think <laughs> the thing I love I think almost more than his directing though is that he's just such a lover of film like I mean he's one of us. I yeah. mean, he, I mean he, he's done so much for film. He's done more for film restoration than just about anybody I can think of. And I mean that guy I mean he's he's seriously when he's not directing movies, he's just sitting up in his room watching movies all the time. Like he'll tell you that. Like yeah. he watches everything. Um, and uh, he's just such a fascinating guy. De Niro always strikes me always strikes me as like Harrison Ford, where it's very much a job to him. And uh, so I don't know if that's how that I don't know if that's why he comes off kind of that way in interviews and stuff. Because Ford's kind of like that in interviews, where. Yeah. He's just very professional, just very straightforward. Well, uh, whereas you can Pacino, tell, Pacino is super animated. Yes, yes, you can tell Pacino enjoys telling stories. You can tell De Niro's yeah. it's not his favorite part of the process. 
Uh, yeah, to like do that he'd rather just be hanging out with his grandkids or acting. Or yeah. This is just work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not the work he signed up to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense. But I had a great time. Um, it was really fun at the the actual Hollywood premiere at Grauman's China. Well, not it's TLC Chinese theaters now. Uh, downtown Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. They all were there, including um, Harvey Keitel, Ray Romano, uh, Bobby Cannavale, like everybody. I didn't see. I didn't realize Keitel was in it. Yeah. Uh, I saw actually saw a trailer yesterday and I had not seen anything on it yet, so I didn't even know Kaitel was in it, or Romano, for that matter. Yeah, Raymond. Bobby Cannavale's in it? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so, it, and the performances are great. Um, I think it's too long. I think it. the last 40 minutes could have been 10 minutes. It takes forever to end, um, but it's... How long is it? A little over three hours? Uh, it's 3.35. Wow. So it should have been right around three hours, in my opinion, um, but... But yeah, no, it's it's still it's an incredible film. So it'll be interesting to see how well it does. Uh, was it a was it a it, I assume it was a digital print, though, right? It wasn't like a I can't imagine they would put that on film for any reason if if they shot it for Netflix. But. Um, I think he shot it on 35 millimeter. Oh, OK. Um, so. So, yeah. And I. And, yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. And I forget it's Scorsese. Yeah, it's he him. probably did. He probably. I mean, I'm sure he did. Uh, But I mean, I don't. Not to get into a different conversation, but I don't understand that. But that's just that's just me. That's just Mr. Future Technology Guy who doesn't understand living in the past. Uh, what about you guys? Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was a weekend. It was a weekend. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, uh, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. Uh, we are back to a five video week uh, now that music from behind has left us for a bit. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you don't like music from behind? No. Is that I, what you're saying? No. I bear it. I oh, think what Danae is saying. I'm so, so <laughs> fired. Uh, we'll start with TV sins, then go to music video sins, and then finish off with the Big Daddy Cinema sins. Uh, let's start off with it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. This is a, a Dicer Watkins joint. Uh, and how you? dare you? <laughs> yeah, well, it was the, the two sins that seemed to piss off the most people were me. So that's oh, no, real, really? Real excited about that. Oh, yeah. no. Let's get into that. Let's dig into <laughs> no, the let's, Yeah, let's dig into all of it. No, you know, well, well, first off, I mean, I guess we should say this was not originally on the schedule. Correct. Um, we had talked, I mean, we, we had talked about doing it in the past just because we did the Grinch last year. Uh, that seemed to go over pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, but, but we actually had the, uh, I guess I'll just, we had the chilling adventures of Sabrina was going to be, uh, we were going to do the pilot for that because we were also doing Riverdale and, um, but then it just didn't work out yeah. uh, for various reasons. And so I, I just was, we were trying to think of something. I just said, Hey, let's, why not do the great pumpkin? And then I think you were, you were down and then, you know, Barrett said he thought it would be fun. So, uh, that got thrown in there and, um, I, I, I figured this would be a little controversial, although, and maybe this is just more beloved than the Grinch, but, um, I kind of thought it would still be about the same as that, but whoa, no people, people, uh, 
People made their uh, opinions very clear. Well, I can't wait to, <laughs> to talk about it. But first, let's talk about the, the show itself. When was the first yeah, time yeah. you remember? Or did we all watch this as kids? I've never seen I did. it. Oh, you've never seen it. I, I, okay, let me, let, me, let me back up. I'm sure I've People seen it. People should be pissed at you. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, that'd be I really have surprising. no memory of it. Yeah. I'm sure I it was not it. surprising. <laughs> I'm sure it was like something that was out there. I just don't remember. I've it. probably seen it a hundred times. What? I don't know that I've ever gone a single Halloween season without watching yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I haven't seen it. Wow. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not watching it with your daughter. Uh, Don't judge me. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, she would probably really enjoy it. I mean, she's at the perfect age for it too. Okay, okay. Well, maybe uh, that's part of it. I haven't had kids. Yeah. I haven't, you know, needed to. Well, but it. here's the thing. I've watched it probably a hundred times, and probably you know, ninety-seven of those times were before I was ten years old. Like, it's just, it was one of those things we we had on video, and I watched as a kid. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought all the peanut stuff. Uh, on TV was great. I loved yeah that stuff when I was a kid. So you know, for me, it was being a child and watching it. This is just, but yeah, this has just been an annual tradition for me ever since I was a kid. But I mean, I've watched it in, in my adult year, and it's one of those weird things where I will only watch it in October. Um, hmm. I don't really have stuff like that, um, but other than this, that's cool though. Yeah, I, I, um, that's one of the things that scares me uh, probably the most. Well, not the most. I mean, I want to keep my kid alive, so I'm scared. I'm scared of making sure she's safe, and right. I and I want to safety you know, for my child. Safety and, sharks, and, and, and then <laughs> and then creating. What does that have to do with the great pumpkin? Creating like um, those routines, like those mm-hmm. those yearly things that you do. Like there was such pressure year one. Okay, we're gonna what start tradition. What are the traditions yeah. gonna be? And then by second year, like I can't even remember what we did the first year. It just happened. And so now it's like I, I, I actually wrote down watch Great Pumpkin with Iris because then I'm like, okay, maybe I should try yeah, that. You can't, you can't force traditions. It scares traditions, me. Traditions just happen. I think you. There will be, there will be plenty. Yeah, there will be. I think you look I at. Don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm not trying to put this on you, I, but I think you you have observed my family. And the multiple Christmas traditions and that kind of stuff, but we're so like, much. but we're way down the line, so man. Much. We're, we're. I mean, you do 13. pumpkin bread, and you, <laughs> yeah, you all watch the same movies all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, but, but that uh, developed over time. That didn't yeah. start when they were two years old. That, no, that kind I mean, of makes only, me feel a little better. Yeah, little the only bit. Christmas thing we really have, we do Elf on the Shelf. Um, I guess maybe there are. We do watch like the Peanuts Christmas special. Yeah, year, so I guess. But that I do. I do need to watch this without it being sinned, though. That is something that is a hundred percent true. Because watching the the vi- videos, obviously, yeah. they're kind of chopped up, and there's and they're it's fun, and, and we're like you know poking fun at things and pointing things out. Like, why not draw sidewalks if you can draw a pole and things like that? <laughs> but that's fun. But I do need to like actually watch but it. It's- it's one of those weird things that it's so ingrained in me. I don't even know like if it's good. Like I, I right? It, it just no, that's it just true. it it just is what it is. Like it's just something I do every year. Because it's a nostalgia. It brings back like you know memories of watching it with my mom and yeah. And a, uh, nostalgia is a trick, a tricky mistress. Yeah. You know, like you never know if it's actually good or <laughs> if it's just because you were a kid. And, and I'll go ahead and get into this. One of the things that people got irritated about was me calling the Red Baron segment bullshit. And I, <laughs> I wrote that. And that is the one thing as I've gotten, as I've become an adult watching it, 
I, I, I just, I hate that part. I, I, like, I've got, like, I've got your back. I, I wrote a part on that too, uh, being completely boring. In fact, I think I, I think I put the alt in the script. Um, we went with yours, but it, or, yeah, or maybe, maybe but, that was yours. Cause there was also, there was also a, a sin in this that I was, when we were doing the noting process, I commented on it saying, I don't remember why I wrote that. And then Aaron said, because I did. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this got real because we wrote a lot of sim. We had a lot of we had a lot of carryover. There was a lot of similar when stuff. That happened. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. you're like you're. You, it was in the noting process. You're like, man, like maybe we should cut this. Ass. I don't even remember why I wrote this, and I'm like, that's because I did. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that was my Chris Atkinson feeling like an asshole so good. moment. But uh, I I did uh in that section where you're like fast forwarding through the Red Baron. Uh-huh. I was giggling. Because I'm like, hey, Snoopy. Um, <laughs> but then I realized watching it as it's just playing, that's a long amount of time to well, just, have just keep it's, using it's, the same shots over yeah, and over. Yeah, and yeah. it's just boring as all get and out. And that's fine that there was like a record and all this stuff. And I did know that. But like, I just, I, but that still doesn't make it good to me. And right. so I just wrote that in the script. And I mean, and Aaron backed me up. I mean, and it just doesn't fit in the Halloween. Like, if it was a different peanut special. A World Maybe War One peanut work. special. <laughs> yeah. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh. fun. It, was it hard for you? Because so you both love this. You both watch this. Is it one of those, again, where we just put on a different hat and have fun kind of sending it? Did oh, you? totally. Yeah, no, it was I, fun. It I'm was fun so to send. I'm so glad we send this. Oh, I had yeah, a I blast. And I think I there's a it. lot of great stuff in there. Danae, since you didn't write on it, let's start with you. What's you know? What were some of the things you picked out from the video that you liked? I loved the giant face in the sky. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Aaron. That was great. But how it's drawn? Yeah. I don't know. How did that How did that work out? What did the... That is not what I envisioned. Oh, okay. But it works. It works. I, mine is actually more of a profile that I saw. Um, cause you, there's a nose that I think they use as part of a cheek. Okay. So they've got the face like coming at you yeah, forward. Like looking at you. And, and when I saw it, it was a profile where the mouth is literally about to gobble the children. Oh. I had a choice to make. I could have said, oh, that's not the face I saw after, right. after whoever drew that took the time to draw it. But I was like. It works. It still works. And it's still there. And, you know, I don't want to have them have to redraw that whole thing. So, well, but so did you use, so we use a program uh, where as we're doing the visual parts of this and we like are watching it and making notes, oh, I there's a way to draw think that you on can, that. You can draw on the screen in yeah. our program. I did not even think of that or I would have just drawn it. There you go. Now, you know, next time you see yeah. a face in the sky. But it totally works. Yeah, it still totally yeah, works. Yeah, super so. funny. I loved that one. I also loved like right at the very top, like because every cul-de-sac has a pumpkin patch <laughs> and, you know, just like the way that these worlds they just live. walk two yeah. blocks to a pumpkin patch yeah, and just yeah. sitting was, out in the middle of their cul-de-sac. I was, <laughs> I was really glad you wrote something because I thought that was odd too, but just nothing was nothing was coming to me, so I just let it go. We we actually went to a pumpkin patch uh, recently, you know, and so having seen all the pumpkins that grow, it's really fascinating. Oh, like, yeah. to just go out there. Hey, so. there's your there's your tradition. You get a pumpkin patch every year. Yeah, we've actually we do done that. See? Oh, yeah. Score! <laughs> yeah. What I never went. Not? I don't know if pumpkin patches just weren't really a thing when we were kids because I never went to them. No, I didn't either. I didn't go to a pumpkin yeah. patch either. But, but man, they're huge now. Yeah, you kind of go. You and pick they a pumpkin. make a killing. <laughs> we went to Good like God. a little family farm one. So we went to one where yeah, it was all like too. local. Um, and w- they they passed out a flyer when we were at a parade at another small mm-hmm. town. And so we 
we're like, oh, cool. So we went over there and we got there and it was $10 per person, including our kid who's two and a half years old, just to go on the farm. So we had to spend 30 bucks just to get in the door. And the price of admission was not on the flyer, but we had (laughs) driven all the way out to the small town to anyways, but I would do it again because they did a great job and it was all, you know, like supporting local stuff. But yeah, the the fact that there's just a pumpkin patch at the end of their cul-de-sac is just not <laughs> it's just, just not weird. realistic. It's just weird. Uh, yeah. I just so my list is just kind of the having fun with the different sins. I, listen, I, I you know, I, there are so many sins in this that I love. Yeah. Um, I I think the one no, there's two that I put some thought into kind of the world building of it. Uh, one of it is the fact that they must have a coordinated community plan to give Charlie Brown rocks. Yeah. Like, that have was you so ever stopped and about. thought about? What it would take to make sure, yeah, that one person that who's one dressed person like everybody that, else that's dressed like everybody else that you have to know who they are, yeah. and then also choose to give them a rock when you're giving everybody else candy, yeah, that was just pretty sick. That is a that is a weird thing for Charles Schultz to invent. Like I don't know. It's I know it's about Charlie, yeah. Charlie Brown being a sad sack, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe somebody has done this, but I can't believe we've never had like some form of parody of like a grown up Charlie Brown just like like shooting up the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, he's or, he's got to have some need for counsel, because yeah. if you've got that, he you're saying he's a sad sack. But like if all these bad things keep happening to him, like who wouldn't be a sad sack? He's right. got a bully for a sibling. Uh, he's or, bald. He, well, Let's talk about that. In the comments. That was the other one I wanted to talk about. In the yeah. comments, there's there was a conversation that apparently his dad is a barber. And uh, it's been it's been said on other comic strips or something yeah, that like he it's, practices it's, on Charlie Brown. Yeah, and what that's and great. I'm, I'm saying this as another reason for him to need counsel. Like that's what a weird life. Like your par- your dad it needs some experiments sort of, I, I on your hair and you're bald your whole life. It, it needs some sort of this is canonical explanation this is because up. well no Charles Schultz has said he's not bald though. Charles Schultz has said that he just has short hair. Because of his dad constantly cutting well, it. Well, that's fine, but then they're drawing the on the hair. back of his head. He has to be bald. You can't use Sharpie on <laughs> hair. I don't know. The other one that wanted clarification is that Linus is not poor. Uh, not Pig Linus, Pigpen. Sorry, yes, Pigpen is yeah. not poor. He's yeah. just That's just like something, cats. that was me too, and I, I just wish I had never written that. Oh. I, I've just... I just have always seen him as a representation of somebody that was supposed to be. We, I mean, we can talk about the fact, too, that there is something interesting with these kids and what Charles Schultz is doing with these, like, archetypes. And whether or not, you know, the, the canonical backstory for Pigpen is poverty or whatever, there is this weird thing with kids where you do ostracize poor children because of... You know, maybe they don't wear nice clothes or they're dirty or those kind of things. And so I think there still is a sin there in that, you know, it, it kind of makes that, I don't know, a normal thing or a, a, a regular thing to ostracize yeah. a child because they don't dress as well or they're dirty. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, it's not like I was I was definitely not making fun of being poor. So I mean, no, I'm, not, no. I'm not concerned about no. it there. In fact, no. it was the opposite. I was saying that this doesn't hold up. This doesn't uh, age well. But uh, but then, yeah, you know, I also wish talking about the comic strip thing. I wish now we'd gone back and put in something about kind of like we joke about, you know, the books 
Yeah. I almost wish we had put something in there about the comic strip. Like, you know how we care about that here? Or yeah, right. <laughs> about reading. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. that's the same thing to me. I mean, there were a ton of people that said, well, in the comic strip, this happened. It's like, well, how's that any different than, well, in the book? Yeah. This happened. I don't know. But uh, maybe because Schultz was involved in it. But uh, And even if Schultz doesn't ever say that that's what Pigpen's thing was supposed to be, I mean, he might not even be thinking about it. Like, it might, you know, I mean, there's plenty of things that you draw and write and, you know, uh, you don't know where everything's coming from. I don't know. That's just how I always, what I always took from it. So I, I put that in a sin. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I just kind of glanced over the Wikipedia just super fast, even though we don't do any research on this particular show. <laughs> and yeah, it's not really clear. And honestly, I'm totally with you because I didn't, I didn't know where he came from, but you do, you get that visual of. He, it's a real it's, thing. Children yeah. really are yeah. mean to children yeah. who come from poverty. And Man, I mean, I just up. Um, maybe I shouldn't watch the Great Pumpkin. I just watched um, the the. I just saw Parasite yesterday, Aaron. Yeah, and which I loved. And um, so there's a whole thing in that you've seen. Yeah, you have seen it because you said you liked it. There's a whole thing in that too about that they have a smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I mean that's kind of similar to this. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't think you should feel bad for writing it at all. Actually, I think you know that's the thing is, and I've experienced this, and I, and it was actually really nice. I think even when Barrett came on or or Chris one talking about like writing something and then realizing later it was it was a mistake or was wrong. Yeah. And it's like permanently there, but it's also kind of just a reminder to not take it like not be so worried all the time. Just sometimes we're just gonna put things in that we're like, ah, I wish I hadn't have written that. And yeah, you know, yeah, years sure. as years go by you go back and you might see something and be like oh, i would write that differently so yeah. don't feel bad uh, yeah it happens i was gonna say i did know that that girl was patty uh the the we got called out for that too where i had you know the girl that goes up to linus yes and was like you know the, but the point of that sin was where did she come from right <laughs> like just hanging that out. was the whole thing about like that like who the hell is that you yeah. know it's just this random kid that we haven't seen the entire show and well I why just- are why why is she at Linus and Sal and Lucy's house? Well, I'm I'm glad you knew that was Patty. You're a much bigger uh, fan than I am. I actually did research and couldn't find out that that was Patty. Yeah, Patty but it's is not a not, it's not a common Peppermint character. Patty. Right, and also there yeah. is a character called Peppermint Patty. Like it's just so you know. I, I actually did probably more research on this video than I have in a long time. Really, I I not- spent. T- we'll talk a little bit more about it in keeping tabs. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but. Uh, aside from that one that we'll talk about in keeping tabs, there was uh, researching, you know, a dog's mouth being cleaner than a human's mouth. Yeah, that, that was I a went, great Ooh, ooh I want to know about that. That I Is went it deep true? into. Is that true? It may or may not be oh, true. Okay, okay. It's really just that dogs have different bacteria in their oh, mouths okay, okay. than we have. Right. That makes sense because I just saw a, a farm dog carrying a dead chicken on the way to work today. So <laughs> pretty sure that mouth's nasty. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that you called out the music too. Uh, I'm glad yeah. we gave a send back for that. Yeah, that, that got is some really love. Good. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Awesome. It's, it's This wonderful. was also kind of a political one in a way. There was a couple of political sins. They all are. Um, that's true, I guess. <laughs> well, this one, okay. So there's this- there's two. There was the signed document uh-huh, one, yeah. which I loved. The Here's a signed document. You can trust me. And then politicians. Right, yeah. I love that one. And then, of course, 
our great pumpkin reference. Oh my goodness. It's, it's just, it's one of those click sins when, as soon as I heard it, I was like, (gasps) this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, because (laughs) the, the, you know, that they would say there are three things you can't talk about politics, religion, (laughs) and the great pumpkin. And then the sin was like, surprisingly in 2019, these are all the the same same. topic. (laughs) And so many comments, people going, I had to go back and think about that one. And you're right. And like, there was this one person, uh, TSK master taskmaster he said I get it it took me a while though but pumpkin sure greatest stretching things a bit <laughs> and I loved that yeah if we could have an outtake that goes along with our narration that would have been one where after that was said it cut to Ice Cube and Chris Tucker saying damn <laughs> yeah. Friday yeah, yeah yeah so good that was uh, a good burn I also did a lot of research on uh, the songs that Schroeder was playing on the piano uh, yeah it's a medley. I figured you did of several different songs there's like five different songs he goes through this 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 animated special is so full of padding schroeder plays five different songs in a melody it's ridiculous (laughs) yeah that's that's why i'm saying i don't even know if it's really that good i mean but like the parts that work really work anyways um but I got I want to say I got called out on that too. I wrote the I wrote the sudden Schroeder sin and somebody was like, "Well, he was in a previous scene." I'm like, "Oh my god, leave me alone." <laughs> leave I was just like just just why, like why this one video I'm just getting beat up so bad. Uh, well, it'll be but, it'll, uh, when it's my but turn. Fine. All of Aaron's sins were great. Yes, <laughs> this is how it is. The the DCEU by the way is becoming one of my favorite recurring sets. Yeah. Just how we just throw that in in the most random places oh. like and it could re- it, it just kind of works. That's another sin I did research on that you know yeah. um be happy being second place or whatever uh, <laughs> finding out that that was an advertising slogan for Avis Rinnecar. Can you imagine oh, having yeah, your yeah, advertising yeah. slogan being about being in second place? I had like, no idea that that was a real thing. I yeah. thought you were just making a slam. That's real. That's real. Hey, Aaron, when were you going to tell me I had donut all over my face? <laughs> Is this a good time to ask? No. Before? Oh, okay. okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Anything right. else? Yeah, no, let's move on. Uh, we've definitely spent enough time. I really did have a ton of fun with this uh, This one. Yeah, though. no, this was, this, was a, this was a really fun one to work on. And let's go on to uh, Friends, which is the next one on the list. And the episode is the one where everyone finds out. This was a Dicer Hughes joint. So Danae and I wrote on this one. Um, I guess we should start with this. Uh, but we talked about a part of this video last week. Did we talk about the cookie yes, last week? Yes, okay. We did. My God. I was getting so much deja vu when I was reviewing this. I was like, did I dream I had this conversation? This if there this is the prime example oh, of thank our you life. so much. Because we are I'm sorry, sitting... I'm just loving that it freaked you out so much. Oh, I was just like, I am going crazy. Like, why am I having dreams about Aaron and Danae and I having conversations about Friends episodes? Because we we've have, been watching because way we have been too watching much. and sending Friends for yeah. two months now. No, that was my bad. I brought that up, <laughs> and I think it's just because I ha- so I have a running list of notes from the different yeah. things that I've watched to yeah. prep for the show or whatever. And I glance at my notes and I saw that I wanted to talk about cookies, and so I was like, "Oh yeah, let's talk about that." And so I threw that in. And then whenever I was watching the video to prep for the show today, I was like, "Wait, yeah. wait a second! I did the- <laughs> wait a second! And then just to make sure i went back and listened to that part of our last so hey listen if you want to know what we think about cookies go back to last week's episode <laughs> oh man and you'll hear you'll i mean hear is 
is there a better it. example of how crazy our brains are trying <laughs> yeah. to keep all this stuff straight? Like it's a lot. It's a lot to it's keep lot. straight, guys. Uh, like it's. Uh, I, I just feel a lot better about myself now. So thank you. You know, something else that's kind of fun with this job is I'll go back through my like my photo gallery and I'll see pictures. And I'm like, what the heck? And that's true for this one. So uh, in this video is when um, everyone finds out that uh, that Chandler and Monica are a couple, mm-hmm. and it's more than just a fling that they're actually in love. Well, it's it's when everybody finds out that it's even a fling. But it's not really everybody finding out, I think, was pointed out. Well, yeah, some of them already knew. knew. Yeah, some of them already but, knew. But either way, this is when Ross finds out and Phoebe finds out, and it's all through this, you know, looking at windows from Ugly Naked Guy. And so there's a lot of staring out the window, Ugly Naked Guy. And for preparation for writing this particular one, I actually had to take pictures of my screen and so every time they looked out the window i got my phone out took a picture of my screen because i can't take a screenshot because you know uh-huh. that's illegal or whatever um and then i did i pulled them all up in individual windows and looked at them side by side to see how often they were all looking in different directions <laughs> i even drew on my screen because i have a note nine just to kind of like track the eye the eye movement and stuff uh so. i was wondering about that because they looked like they were looking in the same general direction to me so i was very confused but i t- i totally believe you because i obviously didn't look that closely yeah so. it was like one of those things where uh and i started seeing stuff once you explained it in the notes like then i started seeing it yeah it's it's hard so. I, originally i wanted there to be a side-by-side uh in fact i had it in the script to do a side-by-side view of like where they're looking in one and where they're looking in another for whatever reason that didn't happen i didn't really want to push it because it's just like well it's it's it, yeah. it can hopefully y'all just believe that i did my research so that's just one of the funny things about this job too is like going back through my pictures i've got 15 or so it's like it's like my daughter family fun the dogs a selfie and then like 15 pictures of friends staring out of a window yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of a fun <laughs> that was a fun little uh thing that happened from this uh, one we are almost I'm glad done. we did this one though because this is a super weird episode i think so too uh, i really like this episode though i you know it's it's funny but i it's, love the it's banter super I, weird when you start thinking about it oh for sure yeah i mean everybody know once everybody knows that everybody knows th- this, why, why it should keep, have been done yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's just like it pushes that conceit so far that it breaks uh, but there's a fun thing too, where like now they're in ugly naked guy's apartment. So there's like there's some fun things that are happening in the storyline that have that are, that are crossing over. And so like you've got this weird dynamic amongst the friends group, and then you've got like where Ross is going to move across the way, kind of going on. Mm-hmm. And then you have the uh, the now they're out Chandler and Monica relationship budding through, and it's just like there's a lot of interesting things going on. But you're right when you think about some parts of it, it's very very strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean we're almost done and I'm glad. <laughs> like, yes. I, I Friends is great, Can but we... I'm wondering about these long runs of, yeah. of sending the same show. Can like I'm wondering that? if we should mix it. We I mean we might be able to. Can Maybe we change this too not late? not in the immediate future. We've we've got another long run coming up here uh, soon. But do uh, it. <laughs> but after that we can start thinking. Yeah, about but it. after that I think we can we Maybe can figure we can out something. I think this three. next run is going to be really people are going to love it though. So. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. And not that um, people didn't I, love this run. Like, it's really no, fun they, doing these shows. So, yeah, you know. that, that's one thing that's been fun is looking I'm into just the comments. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to move on. <laughs> it's fun to see in the comments that people are enjoying it. So that's really fun. Um, um, what yeah. did we think of the video? Uh, Jonathan, since you didn't write on it, why don't you start? Yeah, um, I really, the disembodied boobs. Was that Danae? No, that was me. Oh, uh, okay. 
That was very clever. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was it's a good one. A weird painting. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. I had the the cookie thing written down because <laughs> I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about my deja vu. Um, but uh, no, my favorite, my favorite from this, and one of my favorite sins in just a long time was the whole thing about Monica wanting to win. Yeah. Though Chandler really should have just banged Phoebe. <laughs> yes. That's the right answer, is it not? Yes. Is that not the right answer? 100%. 100%. If he really wants to make Monica happy, he should be having sex with Phoebe. All right. I don't know where that logic goes sideways. I'm sorry. It's, it all seems very sound to me. Well, and then and then and then you even brought in Neil Pert and yeah. uh, just just yeah, no, that was that was that was just amazing. Calling out all of them for hanging out with each other like that's all they do. That mm-hmm. that's that, I mean, that's a sitcom thing, but um, uh, it, it seems more noticeable on this show since you, you have such a large what? group. You know what, though? I think that this show maybe gave me super unrealistic expectations of friendships in my adult mm-hmm. life. Sure. Because, yeah. like, I think you and look relationships at that and in you, general. you kind of want it. You kind of want to be able to hang out with all your friends. I don't see people. Like, my closest friend... I haven't seen in three months. We've talked twice on the phone. I'm sitting right here, Danae. You don't count, Aaron. <laughs> You're my work friend. Oh, that's true. I'm kidding. You're a real friend. But you know what I mean? Like, th- we just don't go sit around at people's houses all the time. Right. So, I, yeah, but my, I kind of crave that. I sort of want that. So we're sinning it because it's not realistic. But then at the same time, you're like, that's so cool. I don't know that I want it. I mean, my, my <laughs> says the, the introvert. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, but my friend group who I love hanging out with and I'm always comfortable with and I don't yeah. get drained by because we just know each other. Yeah. And we vacation together each year and we, we get together two or three times a year. That's enough for me. Like it, we don't have yeah. to go to the grocery store together. We don't have to all hang out in the yeah. same apartment right. you know, yeah. every day together. And go pile up against a window. And, and I think if we did, we would start to hate each other. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of one of those things where um, there are very few people you can have that relationship. Hopefully your spouse is one if you have a spouse, your significant other. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's that's tough. I've, I've had- well, like early 20s when like none of us were married and maybe we were dating occasionally and stuff like that. But like like me and Barrett and Chris and a few other friends of ours, I mean, we, we'd, we'd hang out a lot, like at least on the weekends. Um, but we still weren't hanging out nearly as much as this crew. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. It wasn't like every night one of us wasn't at the other one's apartment, like eating pizza. And, you know, we didn't do Thanksgiving together. And, you know, I mean, it, so, I, yeah, I think this is fairly unrealistic. I'm, but I'm sure a bunch of people are going to say, no, it's not. But um, I, I totally I don't know. It is to I, me. I, I think a bunch of people are lying <laughs> if that happens. Like I said, I went and saw a movie yesterday with like Chris and Barrett and our friend Dave Irwin, who's been on the, the Sincast a couple times. We'll do stuff like that once every couple months, you know? Yeah. But but it's, yeah. I mean, it's like I've got, you know, I've got my wife and my daughter. But here's the work. real question. Do any of us peep on a naked neighbor across the, the courtyard? No. Does that happen? No. Okay. No, I've, no. I've not, I mean, I would. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's not like I'm How I'm putting myself above look, that. I, I've never yeah, exactly. been in an apartment <laughs> set up like that. Yeah, no, me either. Like, the, I don't that's, think a, that, that's a big city thing. Yeah, that doesn't exist ever. That's not real. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, to I think th- if no, you're in I've like never... Chicago or nope. New York or something, like if you're in the city, no, no I think I, that's possible. I, I'm the aficionado and all that stuff. No, uh, yeah, if that does exist, I've, I mean, I've not been in a, lived in a big city before, so I'm just being silly. I close but... my blinds though. Like I, I don't have blinds open. Well, and that was a bit of that was a bit of research I, I did on this as well that I think people don't realize even. But I mean, people I think think they're safe in their home to be naked, which you should be. But actually, if you are within sight of the outside, that you could 
you know, you could be in trouble. That could be against the law. So yes, you have to. story. You can't answer the door naked. Nope. Like naked guy did. Nope. Which, by the way, I hesitate calling him ugly naked guy. There's just something really. I don't know. There's, That's what I'm saying. This this episode's just weird. Like yeah. there's 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 really funny things, but then there's things that just kind of make you squirm. And um, like even Ross's reaction at the end, I always find like I swear that's just like a movie TV thing with like brothers and sisters or like because like I just I I have two sisters. I I whatever. It's okay like, that I they just, have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I don't I don't understand that concept. I guess it's his friend. But even then, like, I mean, wouldn't you, I mean, if you're, if you've got a really good friend, if he's a really good guy, wouldn't that make you happy? Well, and that happens in a different episode where he reacts and he's, you know, like, yeah. you know, oh, you're together. Uh, I could totally so. understand him being like, ooh, I don't want to see that and being surprised. But the whole like, get off my sister. Yeah. Like, well, and even no. Phoebe and Rachel, like Phoebe's like, yeah, you know, her reaction isn't like, oh, my God goodness are together she's yeah, like clawing ah! out their yeah. eyes, she's like, my eyes yeah. My yeah that's a tv yeah. thing yeah. yeah definitely that was definitely a tv <laughs> thing one of my favorite the two two of my favorite moments that i've been able to like witness while re-watching some of these episodes is uh ross's leap at the beginning when the girls are distracting him from the it's window it's really funny i <laughs> I remembered, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why yeah. I remember liking Ross, yeah. because he just, he totally just is 100% in on that. And then also... And we both did a sin removal for that moment. It's that good. That's yeah, awesome. it was really It's fun. that good that we both mentioned it. And then the Phoebe one, I do wish maybe we would have done a sin off for Phoebe doing her, like, I'm really bendy, like, just her whole sultry thing. Oh, we'll get and, there. Like, and her dance. We'll get there. It's in my comment um, section. Okay. It was just, that was... I loved that part. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so uncomfortable to watch, and it's so funny at the same time. So I don't know. I had a really fun time with that one. And, and then, like, and made- like when Joey like snaps his fingers and and her top pops open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to write a sin about that one because those particular kind of buttons you can't snap, right. and they don't come, like it is a very involved. In fact, when she goes to try to put her bra back her top back on to Uh cover her bra she's super struggling because it's this very specific kind of button and eye hole and i know i've had those shirts before they take forever so it was unrealistic i didn't speaking of bra i liked your sin about uh this is a bra not a breast (laughs) thank you yeah that was great yeah um i liked a couple of the outtakes uh that i I did on this one. Yeah. I, uh, I had Danae's starting to do outtakes. I know. I'm trying to. I'm nice. trying to get better at it. Um, my pi- my passion for for biology outtake uh-huh. was one of my absolute favorites. People love that because it is Lisa Kudrow's speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like her alma mater, she went back, and so that's her actually talking. And I had to watch it until I heard the right moment. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that it was there. I had to watch her speech. That's what I do with half to my find outtakes. It. So it took me a while. Yeah. And then the other. You know- the other outtake I really liked was the the sandwiches. That's what I was gonna say from Frozen. Uh, so that was perfect. That was you. Yeah. That well, that was me. That was yeah. No, that was us. That was awesome. That I'm was taking us? that one. Oh, you're taking that one. Yeah, I'm taking that. Okay, one from I guess you. that was Danae. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> I, no, I loved that one. That was so so good. Yeah. Uh, because well, like we're watching uh, Frozen a lot right now, yeah. and so I was like, oh, I, I know this part. So yeah, no, that was that was Aaron. Fun times. She's the perfect age for Frozen. Yeah. That's when, of course, that's when it came out was my daughter was about that age. But, oh, yeah? Uh, but, yeah. But we watched it constantly. Um, is this the first when, bonus round for... It is. That's what I was going to say. It's that's our what very, I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Is this the say. first one for TV Sins? It's, it's our first be, right? TV Sins bonus round. Um, you know, I like that we reference it in the script, too, because yes. we, we give several uh, Sins off. 
and then mentioned we feel like we're going to have to throw in a bonus round. Uh, I was going to ask you, Aaron. So I had written down these different places where they were looking out the mm-hmm. window. And I did that to reference just in case. Sight lines. Sight lines just mm-hmm. in case yep. we needed it for like doing the other part. I wasn't intending that to be a bonus round. But then you actually added in other moments when there was peeping going on. Uh-huh. So were you also keeping track? Or no, did no, you no. go this back can, and watch? This totally comes from you. You made that list. And I was like, this is a perfect bonus round, especially considering how the peeping is a major sin for us. You yeah. know, the oh, I- yeah, I knew that. <laughs> sure. The idea that we could do a how's the peeping bonus round is perfect. And I just loved throwing in like Rachel trying to look through the door as it was closing yeah. and the mannequin in the yes. background. Uh, so so did you go back and watch it again yeah. for those moments? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. That's cool. That was really that was really smart. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, at least it was only a 22 minute episode of something. We've had to do that for movies. Oh, it takes forever. Yeah, there is a there is a uh, there's a sin. There's a Twitter sin in here by the way there's a twitter sin in the charlie brown one too some of my favorite uh things are doing the twitter sins these days but the one in this one is uh the the quote is your work makes me sad and then i just said twitter yes well somebody on it was either twitter or discord i think it was twitter tweeted me your work makes me sad aaron (laughs) and i had forgotten (laughs) i had written (laughs) this joke and i'm going oh what is what is this about? It was somebody I knew who was a fan, so I I knew there was a joke somewhere, and I was like, I'm just yeah. I'm missing something. And then when I went oh, back and watched no. this again, I was like, Oh, oh there that's it, is. What it is again. An example of how much of this stuff yeah. we do, we cannot. Yeah, you need to all. put like friends video, da, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. like quote it, like put it in quotations. Please, please reference or... your give your jokes uh, a b- bibliography on Twitter, please. Um, I can't. I just can't wait till uh, next week, though, when we get to talk about the next episode. That thing about the cookie. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be amazing. I only have one more thing before I move on, All and right. that is, I I kind of alluded to it in previous episodes, but I, I get to actually say it here. I have started to put Discord fans' names into scripts. Um, I don't say anything about it whenever I submit the script. I just see if it like if the joke stands, if the sin. Well, gets yeah, because we throw random names in all the time. So, uh, so this week uh, I got to throw in a couple. So there was Jake and Louise at the table mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, flirting back and forth with each other, and I chose those names because of people on Discord. So nice. I just wanted to point out specifically. A shout out and there's more coming because I've had some scripts already approved where I've been I continue to do that so if you're on discord and your real name isn't there uh, uh and you're I'll, willing I'll to pay Danae do, a small fee uh, yeah I'll do my best I try to look at like other twitter people and stuff so I'll keep doing that with like different handles and I'll try to do little shout outs whenever I can whenever I get them in uh, this sounds shady I think you're getting money <laughs> under the table I like it. Uh, I'm going to toot my horn a couple more times. Uh, it's so asinine, it might actually be ass a 10. Yes. Uh, that was I enjoyed good writing that. And, uh, a lot of people like that. I uh, I enjoyed calling uh, Monica and Chandler both Chanica and Mondler. And in, got you guys some heat for in that. In the same script. So funny. Did you, like, people were like, no, no, you do not call them Mondler. Like, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? So good. And then also, uh, my grandfather was Swedish and my grandmother was a tiny little bunny. bunny. That poor bunny. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> just, I did love that one. It just makes me giggle. Oh, uh, so stuff. there you go. There's TV Sins for the week. Uh, let's head on to music video sins, and cool. we just had the uh, the one video this week, which was 
Uh, I'm going to say Alessia. Yes. Alessia Cara, mm-hmm. Rooting for You is the name of the song. Um, yes. Let's talk about the song first. Uh, I have really mixed feelings on this song. I think it sounds cool. I don't mind the sound at all. It's very poppy and interesting. And she's great. She's got a great voice, although it's a little affected for me, you know, the way she sings, but I like it. Um, the song itself seems to be, uh, you know, <clears throat> kind of this. Uh, and I'm going to use the word condescending, although it's in kind of in a good way in this in this video where it's like condescending to somebody who is being mean to her, where it's like, oh, I thought you were going to do better. Oh, well, you know, I was rooting for you, which I like. I kind of think that's kind of a, a cool way to handle it. Um, and so I enjoyed that. But then the video takes it to some really like unimportant menial places where it's like, you know, talking about a bad hair day. I don't know. It was really weird. The video almost not ruined the song for me, but I, I, I definitely confused me as to, you know, what the song was, was really trying to do. So, um, yeah, I love, I love Alessia Cara. Um, her song from a few years ago, scars to your beautiful might be my favorite pop song of this decade. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. And the message and just, everything about that song. yeah i love the positivity yeah for sure yeah um this i thought was just more along the lines of kind of like you said just kind of a fun i think or maybe barrett called it this a fun pop ditty mm-hmm. um it's very catchy uh she's she's good um but yeah i don't I, yeah i didn't i just didn't really get the video yeah i didn't I'm get the video honest. either yeah i didn't yeah. really understand it so i was kind of lost I, there's a sin about the bad hair day which i actually had that written down where he's like you know commenting on that compared to the other things that seem a lot more uh, uh a little more a little darker i guess or a, a little more a little bigger yeah I guess. yeah this it seems weightier i thought the song was a little weightier than the video gave it credit for yeah um which i guess is good that's saying something good about the song just maybe something bad about the video what about you Danae? uh i decided not to watch it <laughs> i'm just kidding um i had the same i had the same feeling i, I wrote down this is mimi it had like a meme yeah, vibe to it where yeah. like you know like uh my face when you know whatever mm-hmm. happens yes, and exactly. so it kind of was like it, it, it part of it felt a little silly and then i was trying to match it up to the lyrics and i it wasn't making a connection the lyrics feel important yeah. right the lyrics feel imp- yeah so it's almost like i like the song i want to listen to the song without the visual yeah so God help me in the future. Am I going to listen to the song by itself, then watch the video by itself, and then watch the sin just so that I have no? <laughs> yeah, you don't think you can parse those all out? You have to actually yeah, go in individual order. Components. First, I'm going to read the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, then yes. I'm going to listen That's to it. the song. That's it. That's then it. Then I'm going to watch the video. <laughs> yes, and then I'm going to watch the sins video. And then I'll do research on the artist. And yeah, <laughs> That's right. I'll never ever finish my show prep so yeah i had the have same you, experience have but, you heard scars to your beautiful though today yeah and it is definitely okay. one actually i didn't realize it was the same person because oh. i again coming back into the music thing so i really enjoyed her voice i enjoyed the way mm-hmm. that she sang i liked her like how she uh, i know it sounds weird to say but how she looks you know she just seems like a um normal she doesn't seem done up too much yeah, yeah. well she kind of looks like um uh, euphoria um zendaya yeah Zendaya, yeah, uh, they they both kind of look similar to me for some reason. She kind of has that look to her. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. 100%. So, so yeah, I think I think what I'm realizing in the movie, uh, music videos, the more that I'm thinking about it critically, is that you've got somebody who has like an idea for like a visual a story that can kind of go along with it, and maybe the artist releases some 
of the control of that. I think so. If this came from her, I'm confused about. I I would just say I would assume if I wrote a song and I had a particular like. Actually, I've written a song before. I've written multiple songs, and I have visuals in my mind that go along with that song. So if I was going to do a music video, I kind of have an idea of where I'd want to go with it. stylistically and so it seems like sometimes people come in and they have their own like idea and they mm. launch in another direction using the music so i would listen to the song multiple times um but i don't know that i'd go back to the video so let's sin it yeah yeah exactly yeah no i agree with you i think this would be like if this song came on the radio i wouldn't change the station but yeah i'm not gonna go watch video over one of the video things didn't... i'm loving is seeing how many sports sins keep popping up <laughs> so <laughs> We definitely have some sports rage going on. <clears throat> That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Cleveland Browns yeah. or the Cleveland stuff? Yeah, that was. And then I actually, I, I did that sentence, uh, which tied into what Barrett was saying about Cleveland. So I, I loved that whole, that the, the whole sequence that was in there where he's kind of sitting at the, uh, the table and it's like multiple one after the other, after the other of like, who has their space organized like this when you're watching a yeah. game and like. Who, who puts their popcorn in a bowl like this? And I just kind of kept going over and over. And it wasn't even an also. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. hit, hit, hit from the sports angle. Now, I am a little ornery. And if I'm sitting down to watch a game, I do kind of like to have my stuff organized. So, uh, but yeah, normally, though, if you went to somebody's house, it would not be that nice. Like, <laughs> like, like the nice glass of beer stuff. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, there's I think that the the it was it was good sin. And I didn't really have a ton written down for this one. Yeah, I had the conversation I had with my Facebook account. I thought that was real funny. Yeah, yeah that was um, good. And uh, I just like the one where it was just it was just trends. Like that was the person's name, I guess, that was on the that was on the the sheet of paper. And I so we it. just did a sin. We just did a sin called trends. And uh, that was because I watched this video multiple times while we were reviewing it. And that just I couldn't stop laughing every time I saw that. Nice. Was that the paper where he got fi- uh, somebody got fired? I think so. Yeah, where it was just like this huge words, like you've been canned or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) and the person's name was Trend. Trend with a a Z. (laughs) I missed that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the whole the whole message was just like, "You suck. You've been fired. You suck." Like. Okay. And again, <laughs> it's it, the video again. It's just it's being so light and and weird and funny, and the song itself actually has something meaningful to say. So yeah, and I think, but I think, but like today said, I think the I think the sinning got it. I think the sinning part got it all right though. The, yeah, good stuff per usual. There was one about. Um... This is good parenting because she's coming down the stairs and she's wearing clothes and she's making eye contact and everything. And then uh, and she's, you know, she's dressed appropriately. And then in the comments, like, that's not appropriate. And that's not appropriate. I'm like, you've never seen an inappropriately dressed. (laughs) She had she had like a high cut like belly shirt on. But those are super. Oh, no. Her belly was showing. Yeah. Oh, no. We're about to go back into. (laughs) She should be able to go out nude. (laughs) And I also I also like the part where randomly that, that makes like, sense if you listen to the outtakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say nobody has context <laughs> for what you're that. talking that'll, about right now. That'll I make love sense that. Later. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, and then we always call that out Dang too. It. Like we're always like, just listen. Oh, and then crap. Aaron shouldn't put it in the outtake. So it's yeah, that's right. That's right. Just, just out of context. Well, I, told, I told Evan, uh, our, our one of our uh, uh, listeners and viewers, uh, he came to Send Week last year, Evan Luckin. And uh, I told him, I mentioned his name, I think, on an episode. I was like, hey, I was like, I'm just going to let you know I mentioned your name. And I, I hope I said your last name right or something. And then you actually edited that out. <laughs> and oh, no. 
So I felt well. It, I mean, it wasn't your fault. It was mine. So I felt so bad because he like he like tweeted me. He's like, yeah, I listened to that whole thing, and I, I guess my name got edited out. He was like, I can't remember what he called. He was making a joke about it, but he was just like, uh, he was like, uh, I don't remember. But anyways, it was just really funny. Well, um, it's gonna be even funnier when I edit it out again. Oh I know. I know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying. I'm not saying a damn thing to him this time. I was just gonna say my actual favorite part was when Lisa Kudra randomly pops up with a cookie. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> ah, sudden cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Cinema Sins for the week. We'll start with do- uh, Dark Phoenix. The Doc or, Phoenix. Or, or Doc Phoenix, uh, apparently. Hey, what's, up, what's up, Doc Phoenix? <laughs> hey, Doc. You got my medicine. Uh, so this is a Hughes Scott joint, Danae and Jeremy writing on Doc Phoenix. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, we should but talk about the This was just you and Jeremy, right? Yeah, this is one of my first I... times going mm-hmm. solo with the A-team. Actually, How I think it feeling? is. It's my first time going solo with an A-teamer. Yeah. No, maybe not. Maybe not. I think it is. I don't. I thought you. I thought you and Chris did one. But I, I think could be I. Wrong about yeah, that. I think I did one with Chris. I okay. mean, you've done ones with like just me and you, or just you and Aaron on TV sends. But yes, yeah, yes. see, see, cinema sends. I wasn't. sure. Yeah, but stepping up to the bat with Jeremy. This is my first time to write with Jeremy. Yeah, how's so, that feel? I didn't think about it until afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, "What did I just do?" Okay, I hope it did good. I worked really hard on this script, you, though. I think it's a great script. You Thank guys you. knocked this one out. I really had a good time with this one. I really, though, I wish uh, I wish we had gone back in. You suggested it, and, and then uh, we decided to go ahead and print it since it was the only thing. But I wish I had gone back in and lit up that, that train sequence that you said something about. Cause that was really dark. It was a little too dark, <laughs> when Phoenix. You, when you watch it on YouTube, but... Uh, yeah, there, but, uh, there's a there's a joke uh, um, about the the train reminding the narrator of a story about his dog. Yeah, and that yeah. that is. From, I mean, you can still see it, but it is a little dark. Like, because it's always darker on YouTube than it is on yeah. where we edit. So. Yeah, I, I literally have in my notes if Danae didn't write the dog sins. <laughs> <laughs> No, that really happened with my dog. Then that I will it, retire. I figured it was Danae because you said dog because yeah, I've never heard right? Jeremy I've talk about a dog. I've never heard Jeremy talk about a dog it, before. Well, it was it was his childhood pet. That's the only way that I could make it make but sense. Saints I maybe should have said. Well, yeah. and then anything. there was the the barking, the dogs barking for oh my god a, a minute my, or whatever. My dogs would absolutely. I knew. Ape I knew shit. exactly. I mean, as soon as I read that, so I was like, frustrating. This is real life to Danae. This is. I'm sitting there watching the scene over and over and over again, and the dogs are going nuts every time. I had to mute it. Just and then there was a golden retriever joke about it would they're be the best i know i'm just telling you i knew all the they're, they're great jokes i just knew oh, they no. were yours for anyone, <laughs> for anyone out there that has saints that and they probably know this if they do they, they'll eat a lot of weird things and you always have to take care of it immediately because they uh they bloat very easy and uh no there was this one day i seriously looked out in my backyard gross story time if you don't want to hear it skip ahead (laughs) um and she had a she had taken strips off of a sheet like you know like she didn't eat the whole sheet she was like tearing at it so it was like a real thing it's not uncommon for dogs to eat their sheet right Oh, that's true. <laughs> wow, Aaron, like your brain is just always on. It is always on. I apologize. <laughs> so she had eaten like essentially this long ribbon of a sheet. And then she mm-hmm. went outside to go to the bathroom. And I didn't realize that she had done this. But yeah, then yeah. I see something hanging out of like her butt. And I went out there and I'm like, oh, my God. And she's just kind of like awkwardly walking like she could feel it hanging out there. And she yeah, didn't know what to yeah. do with it. It was probably about two feet long just hanging out. And I this is real life. I did not have rubber gloves. So that was that was for the joke. 
that wasn't real. What I had was a log, an actual piece of wood for their wood burning fireplace. So I chased after her. And then whenever she kind of stopped, I grabbed the log and like I pinned it to the ground <laughs> so that as she walked away, it, oh, just, no. it just unspooled from her butt. <laughs> it was so, <laughs> so I bet she felt better. Yeah. She did. She ran around super happy after that. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is my life. It's like your dog was like doing that magic trick that magicians do where the, yeah. the ribbon comes out of their mouth yeah. except she was doing it from her anus. Yes. It was so bad. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of glad I got to tell that now. Oh, uh, that's great. Madeline, my St. Bernard is no longer with us. So her story lives on, girl. Oh, man. I'm really curious, Nate. What uh, did you think of this movie? Are you Have you seen all the X-Men movies? I, I've seen. I think I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen most of them. I didn't watch the Wolverines. I didn't watch the okay. Wolverine spinoff. Um, the or single, Logan. Uh, Logan. Yeah. Or, or uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I don't think I don't think I watched any of those, but I have watched kind Wolverine. of the main. The <laughs> yeah, main there are ones. three of them. You know, there's a message here in this. Uh, okay, so as the movie in general, sorry to kind of. So I started sinning talking about the <laughs> sins, but there there was a message in here about like what happens when we shield ourselves from pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really actually kind no, of the thematic stuff that. in this movie is is fine. I, I like and it. I, I I feel like it kind of got lost a little bit in how they handled that part. Like it, it's. Like, uh, so Charles ends up apologizing for doing that. Um, and there were some ramifications for that. Uh, like, obviously, I think we're supposed to think that Jean has her memories flood back and then she's upset and she feels betrayed. But when you mix that with this alien power, it, you kind of get confused about whether what she's feeling is like an amplified, is it amplified pain or is it real pain? And I wish that they had been separate in a way, because I think that we lost this message of like being shielded because there was this alien stuff going on. And then also there's all these like kind of convenient things that are happening with the alien power in it. Because uh, first of all, X-Men was my superhero jam. When I was growing up, it was Batman, Mm -hmm. X-Men and uh, Beast Wars for Transformers. I loved those shows. Beast Wars. Yeah. And uh, Jean Grey was one of my favorites. I have Mm -hmm. like a mild obsession with the Phoenix uh, it's a long story, but my username. Apparently, on, these movies have a mild obsession with the Phoenix <laughs> too. My username used to be um, uh, Phoenix Fire with F Y R E. So when Ooh, I went to like the fire room, festival, super. I was super. So cool. have you? So have you read this comic story then? No, I never got into comics. Them okay. like the actual books. Uh, I got into web comics later on, but I never started with comics. I was a cartoon. Gotcha. I was a cartoon person. Um, this. But right. but I did do research on Phoenix as I got old, like as I got older and more curious about her and her powers and how cool it was. I wanted to know what happens with her and then to read like how she destroys worlds and stuff. I'm like, wait, but she's my favorite. So kind of had some conflicting emotion about that. But to see it like kind of come out on the big screen, there's just it's, it's really cool. And to know that they can make the CGI look really cool, too. So I was super like back and forth conflicted. And I read I God, I mean, I probably did more research on this one than I ever have with anything because I love X-Men and I wanted to make sure that I knew what was going on with the powers and such. I, I wanted to make sure if I wrote a joke or a sin about inconsistency that I was actually being respectful to the content. Mm hmm. I didn't want to make a joke out of turn, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so it was really, I don't know, it was just really kind of a, it was interesting to find out, like, 
I didn't mind the visuals, but they had to go back in and redo all of how it was going to look because of Mar- of Captain Marvel. Did you know that? Oh, no. Interesting. Because what happened is Captain Marvel came out. And when you see Captain Marvel, she's kind of got this aura of mm-hmm. fire around yeah. her, essentially. And if they had released what theirs looked like, it was almost like tit for tat. And they didn't want it to be like a copy or whatever. So they had to go back in, take out all of those effects and add kind of the etching into the skin mm-hmm. and some of the power in the eyes. Um, and they really had to redo a lot because it mirrored up. In fact, even some of the stuff that was in outer space, they had to redo because it was matching too much of other content. And there was so this movie lost a lot of its, I think, what could have been there uh, and the potential of it to what ha- was happening kind of in the movie releases at the time well and also there's the context of disney buying in disney yes uh, fox and the mcu and knowing that this that this uh was the end of this franchise in this form Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff there was just a lot of periphery stuff and you can just feel it throughout the movie the movie is very confused about what it wants to be especially with the like the whole shuttle thing at the beginning like and, and then it's like that didn't pay off at all at all there there are so many things that don't pay off in this movie there are so many things there are scenes in this movie that are great there are great scenes in this movie uh there are great themes in this movie but it's so confused and all over the place that it just it doesn't hold together yeah especially like you know mystique she has the ability to heal and if you know like what why let why let her die there? There's just mm-hmm. like these convenient things, and it's sort of just like let's just go ahead and tie this up. And- I mean, I think that's a Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to be in the movie. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's anything else to that. Yeah, well, and also if they're, if they're switching over to MCU, maybe they're going to just redo the whole thing again anyway. Who knows? Oh yeah, they. I think that's but a given. The, the Dark Phoenix saga is like the for I guess for a lot of X Men fans, it's like it's like the story. It's the you know it's like the Dark Knight Returns or the death of Superman or it's like the Gospels. Yeah, um, and I, they've they've now tried to do it twice um, in the live action stuff. I'm sure they did it on the animated series too. But um, I I think that what I'll say about the movie before we kind of go into the the uh, on itself is also so aside from the a bit like the pain and hiding ourselves from pain and then opening up to the process of learning how to be mad and disappointed and chaotic. Um, I want to see that movie where she is learning how to harness her power through emotion and this did it did this weak thing like my emotions don't make me weak they make me power whatever like there's this whole like emotional thing at the end that just seemed like this little check boxes there's a couple lines in here that i'm like wah wah you know uh, call them ex women i'm like uh, wah wah you know that kind of (laughs) stuff um but i did get kind of triggered watching it too so as as much as it could have done better i was getting a little triggered because every time it seems that Jean was trying to figure something out people are trying to stop her like she's trying to get away to save people from getting hurt or she's trying to trying to figure out what to do and she's people are just like pile even her friends it's like they immediately are trying to contain her and stop her and da 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 and maybe it's because I am coming into my power as a as a woman I'm learning how to like speak confidently and boldly and not be so afraid of what people think or whatever. I mean, think about the audience of CinemaSins. There's a real fear of stepping up to the microphone and saying something and being bold. And I don't like emotions. And having my daughter two and a half years ago is the first time I'm kind of letting myself feel vulnerable and all this stuff. So I was really like loving that. And so every time someone was like jumping on or to try to be like, no, Gene, you can't feel, you can't be dangerous. You can't do this. I'm like, get the off of her let her <laughs> let her explode i mean she might in- ruin the entire world but let her do her thing you know so so you're saying there was a lot of uh, i had a lot of emotion watching there was it a at lot certain of times. x-mansplaining in yes this movie. there was x-mansplaining going on uh but i 
those are the things I loved about the movie. And then, then obviously there was a lot to kind of play with too. So I'm gonna say now I now I feel terrible that I can't stand this movie. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, no, it's no, it not it a great potential. movie. It, no, it it's had a, potential. I'm talking it's about its potential. I'm not talking about its movie yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup. No, it yeah. had potential. <laughs> I've never been I don't I can't think of the last time I've been more aware of reshoots and recuts. I th- I mean this movie clearly was taken to the shredder and messed with and all kinds of things. This movie is a shredded sheet coming out of a dog's butt. It That's is. It. There you go. And I love And it might m- actually it might actually be like because of that it might actually be the worst X-Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I mean Apocalypse is up there and obviously the Ratner one's up there but I don't know this one just it 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 mainly the the biggest thing with this is it doesn't really work as a movie. Yeah, it was it was it was rough and also easy to send but I I spent a lot of time researching like I said. Yeah, you guys um, did awesome. And I did I did like the in the comments it's like it should just be like everything wrong with Dark Phoenix. Everything is wrong with Dark Phoenix or just play the movie and then just have the ding counter go. So a lot of the comments, they were right there with you about this movie. What, anyways, what do you guys think about the movie? Uh, the, uh, what the what do you got, Aaron? For the video, I thought the video was great. Um, I had one moment where I was like, oh, I, I wish I would have been sending this scene. I had a couple more things to say. Do you ever have that moment when you're watching one you didn't write mm-hmm. on? This involves the basketball court being uh, what is above the ship, uh, which there's some great there's a great series of sin about it, but never addresses the key sin in that is that the basketball goals go to opposite sides of the ship, which means they are not centered to each other on the basketball court. This is not okay. <laughs> also, in the view view from above, there is nowhere for those basketball goals to hot like to tuck in. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a weird thing where I'm just you know. Well, and I noticed too, like whenever it's got the aerial view and you're looking down, it. it you could almost tell that it's a different space yeah. than whenever they shoot it from yeah, the totally, interior. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, anyways, those, I wanted to mention that. Those were Jeremy's, but, yeah. Uh, I laughed a lot during this. Uh, the presidential dinner jacket uh, just gave me the Get giggles. This. Get this Get. off me. That was that was Jeremy. Uh, the and I, I, I this is one I would guess is Danae, but I've been wrong. But the high heat and those buttons are holding on for dear life. Yes. Yeah, uh, I had that one written down. That that made me laugh. Uh, confirm, <laughs> Danae. Confirm. That yep. is you. Yep. Okay. Uh, Storm can probably fix the leaks. Don't worry about it. That was hilarious. That's Jeremy. Uh, and then the so you had a bad day. Jeremy. Uh, he so he just good. has this way of. <laughs> here's here's one thing. This is this is again. This is what we do. We go behind the scenes, but we are all different in the kind of sins that we gravitate to. And it's one of my favorite things about working with this crew. And what is interesting about it, as somebody coming into this, and Danae, you've experienced this the most recently, is you try to get an idea of the narrator's voice. And you start to realize how much of a composite it is of Jeremy and Chris's personalities because they started it. And you can start to pick up, you know, that that Chris is the uh, analytical one. He's hilarious, but he's very analytical. A lot of the plot stuff, a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff is the narrator's voice. And then Jeremy is the MST3K kind of, you know, he loves that kind of stuff where it's just commenting on what's going on on the screen or throwing out a random joke, you know, kind of thing. And so it's so interesting to, to figure that out and try to find your piece of both of their brains in this narrator's voice as you're writing for it. Uh, it's been a fabulous experience, but I just, Jeremy has this way of like that. So you had a bad day or picking up something on the, in the background. He's really great at this too. He will go off on a candle in the background. That means nothing because of, you know, how ridiculous it looks or whatever the case may be. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's really fun. And you can see a lot of that through this, uh, through this, 
this video. So I had a good yep. time with it. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, I had the bad day in, in uh, the cashmere. Did you mention the only woman in the room that I missed that? Uh, I, I didn't know. No. Oh, yeah. that Was that you, Danae? Yes. That was that was probably my favorite. Um, I wrote that one and I didn't know whenever I wrote it if it's if it's something that, you know, Jeremy would yeah. want to narrate because it's I was specifically being like, what is she doing here? Get that woman out of here. You know, like the your, the sin kind of twists on itself. We have another yeah. one coming up in a video that's worded very sexistly, uh, purposefully over the top in a way. And uh, I think it I that. In that case, and by the way, I don't use this word overall for what we do because I think it's it's gotten a really interesting connotation in some arguments about cinema sins. But that that right there is satire. That's what satire is: is stating something so over the top and exaggerated that you're actually making the opposite point. Um, And so, yeah, I think I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think it's certainly within our toolbox to use. Yeah, because it's great. Because you think you think you're sending that it's it's. You think you're sending the fact that they only have one woman in there, but then it ends up being you're sending the fact that there is a woman in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually really that, liked that. That was just, yeah, that was just absolutely amazing. And now uh, and we it's have fine. Today, so we have permission. Yeah, uh, I wrote it. <laughs> That's right. Also, I loved at the end where um, the the Jean Grey uh, school, and uh, we just put it says it says underneath "fuck Raven." Yes. Because they had been talking about Raven the entire movie, and then at the end they actually honored Jean instead yes. of her. Yes, that <laughs> that bothered me so much because there were so many times in the movie itself where it's like we're doing this for Raven, we're doing this for Raven. This is what Raven would have wanted, and it's like okay, so then the person that they're honoring in this movie is Jean Grey. <laughs> great, yeah, that was well, great. Why, why would you change the name at all? Like, I mean, why is that even? Because Why would they change the school? I name? think it's because Charles proved himself to, you know. It's not about him anymore. Yeah, it's not about him you anymore. Know, that was something, though, in this movie that, like, and the movies have never done this, but they kind of started, at, you know, mentioning it in this one. And I wish they had, honestly, I almost wish they had done more with it because the, the Charles, that's another thing that is weird about this movie. The the Xavier stuff is a little more interesting than the Jean Grey stuff. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a fault of who, you know, the screenplay not you know but um the the idea that like you know while he's obviously trying to save all these uh people with these mutant abilities he also has to like run a business and he also has to kind of wine and dine with like all these you know bureaucracy and everything and they definitely tackle that in the comics a lot but that's not something they've ever done much in the movies but they kind of they kind of hint at it here there's those scenes with him and raven um and then i just but so i can't even figure out why that stuff's in there because this movie's just a fucking mess yeah i don't even know i don't know how else to say it <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite scenes to sin and was the easiest is the train fight at the end it was such a yeah. mess with you know you've got people that are just blowing away these aliens and they're not falling down but then you get out the Near the turret and somehow those bullets work yeah. and then you've got people that are shooting from helicopters from above and they're shooting turrets and they're not killing them uh but and they're also not piercing the train then you go back inside and then like uh is it nightcrawler i think is his name my mystique's, favorite x-men by the way mystique's son right yeah um, uh, i don't that's not her son is it yes mystique in the comic mythology or in the movie mythology uh, both. I mean, I don't think they've really put a. They haven't. They don't really address it. But Nightcrawler is um, Azazel and Mystique's son. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So all I mean, of a sudden, I, I've heard so, that so in the comic kind of, mythology. So he kind of like matures me. quite suddenly, and like 
starts murdering people with his tail. But like, so, so you can like stab them with a tail and that kills them, but you can't shoot them with a gun. So, I mean, figuring out how to sin all of that without it being super convoluted was interesting. I think it just ends up being like, you know, the, the, the momentum here doesn't feel anything. This, this, this moment when the, the bad guy alien is, she's walking across there mm-hmm. it would be so much more interesting. Had we not seen every other alien survive this also, that was an, another scene that they had to bring back in and shoot again because their final big moment at the end was, I guess, going to be a space battle. But that was also too much like mm-hmm. movies that were coming out. So then they had to come back in and reshoot the whole scene. Crazy. So so it's that was really interesting to learn about like movie making world that they just had to yeah, figure out a way to make sure. it happen. Um, I love that my my sin about the high heels and walking on bullet casings made it in. <laughs> I was really pleased with that one. I, I kind of wanted to do something where like I zoom we zoomed in because technically she steps on several bullet casings as she's walking. You can actually see it mm-hmm. and that would definitely roll an ankle. But it's it worked as it was. Um, that's so Raven was one that uh, I love that Jeremy wrote. <laughs> Got a lot of. And then the Raven died, which doing what she did best, getting impaled, getting impaled. Absolutely <laughs> slayed me. Yeah. So working with Jeremy was super, super fun. Yeah, that's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but that's interesting. You mentioned that about him being her son in the comics, because, yeah, in the movie, she's with Beast. Yeah. Yeah. So she's they, just they a big flirt. <laughs> yeah, they changed up all that. Uh, also, God, what a waste of Jessica Chastain. Not not a great Chastain <laughs> performance, that's for sure. Well, I'm uh, the end. The, the ending on the movie with them playing chess, I thought was a great sin as well. Like this whole movie's been about Jean Grey, but then let's end the movie on them playing chess. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, she's in the sky, blazing, <laughs> broadcasting through magical cosmic radio waves. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, we ready to move on to Us? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, us was a Dicer Share script. This was Barrett and I uh, that wrote on this. And I'm so happy I got a chance to write on this movie. I've been waiting to tear it to shreds uh, and also tell people how amazing it is, which is an interesting experience to sin a movie that you both love and hate. Um, yes. And this this is that rare movie for me uh, that has two sides to it. So, uh, so yeah. So Two sides to it like a twin? Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. The meta-ness is all over the place. Uh, so I think my opinions on this movie are kind of out there. Danae, I assume you haven't seen it. No, I have not seen it. I I, I wrongly thought this was going to be a movie about tailoring clothes. Oh, yeah. interesting. No, that is, well, it kind of is that a little bit. Um, Jonathan, what are your thoughts? I know we uh, we talked about it a little bit on a Sincast back in the day. Yeah, but... I've I've seen it twice since then, so I've seen it three times. Plus, I, I I assisted on the edit with this one, so I've essentially seen it four times, I guess. Um, I like it better every viewing. Um, I it went from the first time we watched it for when we did the Sin Week uh, review. Um, I I really liked it, but I wasn't sure how much I liked it. I think now I just love it. Um, it's 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 kind of becoming like a uh, I, I could definitely see this being a movie that you know ten years from now uh, is is still a still one we talk about mm-hmm. and, uh, discuss. Um, I know what you're saying about the metaphor versus the factual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, pull. Um, I just for whatever reason it just it doesn't bother me. Um, uh, I don't know why. Um, I mean, maybe partly because all movies are fictional, but other than that, I don't No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I totally I it's one of those things where, like, I can't argue with anything you're saying, but it just for whatever sure. reason, it, it doesn't bother me. It's kind of like it's it's very much 
and which is insane to think now that we've seen his version of the Twilight Zone at least for one season. Um, it's very much like a really killer like Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately he made ten not great ones after <laughs> this. But um, yeah. So I don't know. I just I love it. I just I, I Lapita Nyong'o is so good. Um, I yeah, mean everybody's great. everybody's really good in this. Um, I love the way it's shot. Um, I love the score. I love how they took that song. I've got five on and it just basically made that the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works so well. And uh, and it's full on just it just creeps me out like in a good way. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's in that good kind of Twilight Zone-esque uh, creepiness. Um, so, no, I really enjoy it. And I loved the video. It was a it was a blast to work on this video. We had a great time uh, writing on it. Um, today, what, what did you think about the video? You decided to watch it. Yeah, because even though it's kind of got you horror elements to me it, so hard. I didn't last shame week. you at all. Nobody I, shamed I you. I got your emails. <laughs> no, um, I did. I was like, no, it'll be fine. I'll I'll watch it. But I, I have no idea what was going on. Okay, so so this is one of those examples where the Cinema Sins video doesn't help you understand the movie itself. So what what from just watching? No, the, this is this is an example. Like the 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 Cinema Sins movie is it says spoilers, duh, because we're showing the movie, right? But it's not meant to be something that will tell you about what happens in right, this movie. Right. Yeah. So I have I had I What do you think is happening from watching the CinemaSense video? I have no me I do I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a portal. Uh-huh. Uh good, good. We're good I, so far. I'm using the word portal. Through a mirror in a okay. play in, in an evil carnival. Okay. Where if you go and you look in the mirror, then you're duplicated. Okay. okay. But only if you look in the mirror, right? Because that's the only thing that makes sense. Except for at the end, there's something about bunnies. Uh-huh. So maybe yeah. the people are actually trapped in bunny bodies and then their doppelgangers are released. But then there's something called a tether. You uh-huh. guys use that word a lot, and yeah. I have yeah. no idea what that meant. It's actually the story of Thumper. You didn't you didn't catch that? <laughs> no, uh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Peele, he really felt like Thumper got uh, neglected in Bambi. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I, mean, I guess the end, there's somebody dragged somebody down and put her in, on a bed and then the, another one left happy. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. No, you, very, yeah, very, very happy. Really, you really didn't understand what happened in the movie. That is, that <laughs> no, is very clear. No idea. That is very clear. Oh, oh, oh. And sometimes you can make your puppet bo- walk and sometimes you can make, but you can't make your puppet talk. <laughs> and and I think if you hurt yourself, then that's good. But that I don't understand what happened. I really want to know though, and I, I mean we probably shouldn't do that here. Like I probably should just go. No, read a no, we'll we'll do that. Yeah. Later. We'll we'll grab lunch and I'll try to explain uh, the, the movie to Great. you as much as possible. Um, so let's talk about the video then. What did you think about the video? Not understanding the movie was that. Um, did that make it impossible to understand the jokes as well? Or did some of them come I, through? Yeah, this was one where I was like, I, I got nothing. Okay. It was really hard for me on this one. So I think this is an example of like, sometimes it's good to have actually seen the content before yeah. you send it. Um, I have two notes. I am so confused. Okay. We've, and then we've the covered next, that. Yes. And the next one is nice. <laughs> from the 69, the 69 and then the Reddit thread, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jonathan, since I wrote on this? What are your <laughs> that, thoughts on the video? That that six, Real quick, though, that 69 thing is really funny because when we were doing the edit, um, we uh, Aaron decided he wanted to add sins at one point. And then they were both, though, like, but we got to keep the 69. So, <laughs> <laughs> so subtract the same amount. <laughs> yeah, so subtract the exact same amount. Um, no, this was great. Uh, I liked uh, the term brill-sessive. Yeah. Um, I, well, to, I, to me, that's what this movie is. That's I mean, it yeah. is it is brilliant. It is brilliant but excessive. 
I liked how you were just like, is it is it is it too early to get sick of the elevens? That was another. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. We probably have talked about anuses at a staff meeting. I, I know just to point that out. I mean, we. I mean, the, when I when I saw that the first time, I'm like, you know, that's funny, but that totally probably happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did. I did get an, that Especially one. <laughs> especially if Barrett was there. Um, there's a good chance that happened. Um, the Joker previews keep getting stranger and stranger. Yeah. Um, and Lupita Neon went. Yeah. I assume that was you. No, that was Barrett. Oh, wow. Good for yeah. Barrett. The Joker preview one was me, but no, yeah, okay. Barrett did Lupita Neon went. So those were the, yeah, those were the ones that I wrote down, but the, yeah, just the whole thing was when you guys just started going into the, um, why this wouldn't work from a realistic standpoint, um, it, that was hilarious. Did you write the whole thing at the beginning about like, okay, so this is the rules of the movie. And then you went into this whole like explanation as to why that doesn't match up. Was that you or Barrett? That was me. All the rules stuff was me. I knew it. The, did you look up the Chud VHS? I did. My- <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. 100%. I never would have thought that because, I mean, I rented that movie probably like late 80s, so I never would have even thought to check that. That's I was funny. really nervous about this script when I sent it to Barrett. Because, Why? Well, because he hates whenever you, so you do a thing... It's kind of nerve wracking because when you do a thing, you have put a lot of your script in one oh, yeah, yeah, basket. Yeah, yeah. You put a lot of your right. script eggs in one basket. I know, you know what you're saying. Yeah. And so if it doesn't like work. Like you kind of had a theme to your script. Yeah, and- yeah, exactly. And so if one part of it doesn't work, a lot of it doesn't yeah. work. And so then I'm not contributing very much. So you kind of nervous when you turn something like that in. That's Thankfully, true. Barrett thought it worked. And, uh, and you know, we, we went with that, you know, that last stream of. And we actually did cut a, a little bit of that, um, but it, yeah, it was, it's, man, this movie, I just, I... So you love it, but you don't love it? I think, again, Brill Sessive is perfect. I think Jordan Peele is brilliant. The other one, uh, I can't remember if this sin made it in, I think it did, um, where I talked about the um, the rabbits, that the movie spends two and a half minutes zooming in on the rabbits. I think it's in there, yeah. There's something on them in and, there. And, I, and then the sense I said was, this movie has gonads the size of softballs, yes, yeah. but I'm not sure yes. the way it keeps pulling them out and waving them in my face is doing itself any right, favors. Right. Like th- That's the kind of movie it is where it's like, it, it, if you click over into I get it movie, then you're going to have a different experience. But if you just live in the story of the movie, I think you're fine. I did also like there was that's a, what I think I am there was a rant about like okay so then everybody has a puppet person that was born in the United States but what about the ones that came in here and, mm-hmm. and what about the ones that this and, and like there's this whole series of like yeah. and then what about this and yeah, what about this end, yeah was that you yeah and so yeah. it was like ding 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 yes. ding because it's like all these yeah. ways to question the whole doppelganger such so did and they all look in the about... mirror or they all no, are they there's, there's no magic mirror. Danae. Is there clones? They're clones. They are scientific clones. The from movie who? specific. From who? That's this is what I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. Like this, the oh, movie okay. decides to explain itself halfway, and you just can't do that. Like, so they're half cooked clones. Well, no, I mean they are. The movie says <laughs> that there were scientists. But, but wait, that, hold on. Where did they come from? Where do they live? Do they live underground. Underground in tunnels, supposedly. Because okay, and that's the, why they're all lined up at the end doing jumping jacks. <laughs> no. And why was one of them a ballerina? Well, that was. How did they get their clothes? Okay, we're gonna have to do lunch, Danae. <laughs> or but, she could. She should listen to the Sin Week. Uh, that yeah. should be available. Um, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you would. Aaron talks about all this, and we all discussed all of this. Uh, 
Are they always doing stuff? what the person up above is doing? I ask that in the script. Oh, like okay. this is the the again, the movie decides to set some rules that is just not willing to follow. And I if we didn't sin the fact that the movie does that, like that that to me is the biggest sin of the oh, movie. Oh, you have to. Oh, they yeah, should you have, have to. You know what they you should have, have done? They should have done the upside down kind of thing where there was actually a portal and then it's like the flip side of the earth where it's all a little funky and weird and they're all living kind of these simple Well, but this is a, but this so is creepy. an example of a property Stranger Things yeah. that understands you you set it in the mystical, you set it in the spiritual yeah, yeah. Not the, instead yeah. of the scientific. Right. Because then you can just go because well, how do they mystical. get out? How do they get out of the tunnels? They walk out of the but escalator. See, so there's nobody guarding the tunnels. But, this no. isn't, but clearly, I mean, like, but what I'm saying is, like, but, no, 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 you're fine. But and I, I totally think this would this would be you watching this movie and covering your eyes a bunch. But um, <laughs> it just, it, I can't explain why it doesn't bother me. But it just doesn't. I, I think it's what you're saying, Aaron. I think if you can just get wrapped up in the goings on um, or what's going on in the movie, the world of the movie, I, I guess that kind of helps you. I will say Get Out is a much better movie. Oh, totally. Um, I don't I don't think this is as good as Get Out. But for these being your first two movies, I mean, I'm, I cannot wait to see what does next. Uh, there is one thing that got uh, deleted is there is an actual disease that you get from eating rabbit too much. It's actually called rabbit eating disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if they were just, you know, surviving on oh, raw rabbits rabbit. were food? Yes. Oh. <laughs> all right. That's all they were eating. What, yes. Did they cook them or were they raw? Raw. Oh. They ate raw rabbits. Were they alive when they were eating? I'm sure, they yeah. Oh, no. Not like they were chefs. <laughs> um, <laughs> the poor bunnies. How did they get out? Well, I mean, they. Well, some of them should have been chefs. because if That's right. That's yeah. right. Their counterpart was a chef. They should all have knives. Anyways, I had a blast with it uh, and, and really enjoyed it. And they uh, were both uh, they were both trending, I believe, at some point. Our the last, cinema... I think, the last five CinemaSins videos have all been trending. Yeah. So yeah, we're on a we're on a pretty hot streak right now. So it's time we're, for a scandal. I think, I, I think we're <laughs> awesome. Is what the problem? Is. Uh, and I wouldn't be doing my job as uh, a a self promoting punster to not point out Twin Freaks Firewalk with me. Um, that Very was a, nice. that was a lot of fun. So enjoyed that one too. Have you actually seen Twin Peaks Firewalk with me? I've Just seen all the Twin Peaks stuff. And oh, are you a Twin Peaks fan? I had no, no idea. No, no, I am oh. the opposite. Uh, How have you seen? Why have you watched everything? Then? Because people keep telling me it's great, and so I wade back in, and then I'm just like, it's not great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one, I'm on the great side. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. But it's, I would, I would fine. like. People I totally to like what they like. Once again, totally understand why that wouldn't work for somebody. Yeah, totally get it. Uh, but yeah, no, I love it. Um, but it didn't seem like something you would love. <laughs> and, it, and that is true. I don't know I how else to explain it. But hey, you—I su- mean, you, you surprise me sometimes. It's true. Like I'm sure I surprise you. Absolutely. So. Uh, and then the other pun that I had to mention was Tetherball um, when she was crying, yep. when she was fake crying. Yes, uh, that was a fun that was, one as uh, well. Elizabeth Moss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, all right, we good to move on, guys. Ready? Are we ready to open keep- tabs? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at keeping tabs. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Um, okay. 
I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to uh, pick a, a funny story from putting together the content for last week. Maybe a Google search, some strange research, a deleted sin, whatever the case may be. Um, who wants to go first? Danae, sure. you look like you have a look in your eye. Well, I'm ready. Uh, I prepared myself. Uh, I, like I said, researched a lot for Phoenix. So I had open tabs for clothing that can shrink in water, which we've already kind of talked mm-hmm. about. I just wanted to make sure that I got that right. Um, costumes, because I was noticing like their gear that they were wearing is so different than how the last movie ended, which is actually a sin that ended up being cut. But they're wearing like these the gear that doesn't even match where the last one ended. And the last one was cool because it matched up more with the, with the comics. And now they're like back to just like this regulated gear, which set me on this cool search for like all these different Jean Grey costumes. And then that's, then that led into Halloween costumes. And let me just say some people are, are dressing up like dark Phoenix, like old school, dark Phoenix. Yeah. Just with body paint. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. There's some pretty rad. I mean, there's some scary stuff too. Like, but there's some really fun costumes out there. Uh, I researched sociopathic traits. Because okay. I wrote about little sociopathic girl that wasn't crying about her parents dying. But my favorite one was researching 90s eyebrows, <laughs> uh, which ended up being cut. The The sin that I wrote, let me see if I can pull it up. It was a lead in where Jean can hold the shuttle together. Can't you, Jean? And then a still shot of, of, of Jean's face. And she has these like perfectly sculpted eyebrows. And what I wrote was... If Jean can break the 1992 pencil-thin eyebrow trend and sculpt the perfect 2019 brow, she can do anything. (laughs) But that one got cut for good reason. It wasn't the best sin. But in 1992, the thing to do was to basically not have any eyebrows at all. They were just like these tiny We've been watching Friends. Yes. So if you watch Friends versus this, she's got like this beautiful, bushy 2019 brow. And it's like perfect for like today. Yeah. And it really doesn't it make you feel good though in some me. ways that I have bushy eyebrows. No, yes, that people are feeling better about. <laughs> no, the, no, I, I genuinely feel like it's, it's nice to think, oh, maybe we're making progress where it's okay to have a more natural looking eyebrow or, you know, what that I, kind of I thing. think what ends up happening is like waxing started to get popular and some really famous celebrity went and got their eyebrows waxed. They took off way too much on accident. And so they turned it into a, a, a social trend. That's what that's my assumption. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. They, yeah. Turn the mistake. I definitely have mine trimmed because I mean, I don't mind having bushy eyebrows, but I'm not just going to let them go wild. Well, uh, 1992, they, they get a little insane. It was like you had one tiny little row of the thinnest eyebrows you've ever seen. And they're and yeah. I, so whenever I was looking uh, I, I did a lot of research into the timelines and how old they'd be and the different years and all this stuff. And so, I don't know. I just didn't feel like we were really in 1992 if the eyebrows were all bushy. So, yeah, that's how oh, I yeah, spent that, my time. That is so weird. Yeah, that was another thing about that movie. Like, that that movie feels like 2009. I mean, the amount of research I did on this one, if I talked about all the keeping tabs for that movie, we'd be here all day. Um, but we won't. We won't be I, why you guys, I don't know why you guys keep calling it keeping tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did a lot of research on the Charlie Brown one, as I mentioned. And the only one I haven't really talked about was the 25 minutes I spent researching places in France and how far away they were from each other. 
because of that Snoopy trip that he takes across the back lines of World War One. Yeah. And they've got these signs, you know, that say all these French names and where they are. And when you map his trip, first of all, it's so crazy long. Like, I mean, the movie never says it's happening immediately. So possibly he's walking for days on end. Who knows? Uh, and then the other thing is he's walking deeper into der- German territory based on what I could find from World War One maps uh, and where German had occupied. So I went into this whole World War One search of when Germany occupied certain parts of France mm-hmm. and how far they pushed in and all that kind of stuff. And it was it was a lot of research for a sin that really just ended up being about Jeremy mispronouncing French names. Which yeah. was great. <laughs> so we forgot great. to mention that, yeah. so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was good. One of my favorite things, in, and it's, it's just a tool in the bag, is you can be doing a sin and you know that there's something there. Like it, People can figure it out themselves, the idea that this is too far distances. But in order to invo- uh, avoid the pedantic argument of, well, actually, Snoopy could have walked this much, to, you know, you just yeah. make the actual sin something ridiculous at the end so that it's, you know... A fun, so that it's just yeah. a fun thing, and it's just it's yeah. a nice tool to have in your bag. So absolutely, like what are you gonna, what are you going to say now? Say something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Um, I didn't. This right. actually ended up being. No, you're fine. This actually ended up being something I I didn't use for Charlie Brown, but I still did research on it. And the Charlie Brown was uh, the Great Pumpkin was 65. I think that's right. So I was just curious because, like you know, it's. I mean, that means it's been going, it's played every year since then. And so I just did research on other Halloween specials, like just how many have come and gone. Um, Because I think the only other one I could even think of currently that plays every year is that Toy Story of Terror, which that just came out like six years ago. Yeah. Uh, they play that with the great. They play that after Great Pumpkin uh, now on on ABC or whatever it is every. Um, so there have been like just like literally like probably a thousand um, Halloween specials in that time period. Like I'm not even remotely joking. Wow, it's definitely in the hundreds. Um, so I just I just took I just took down noted down some of the some of the more interesting ones. There's been twenty Alvin and the Chipmunks Halloween specials. Whoa. Um, I think there was also like some of this is also like if there's a show on at the time around Halloween, they do a Halloween episode. There was an Ace Ventura pet detective, which is brew <laughs> from 1999. I think that was nice. also animated. Uh, Barney's Halloween night, Casper's Halloween special. They did David S. Pumpkins Halloween special. A oh, couple that's years ago. right. Yeah, that's I did amazing. not watch that. Uh, Fat Albert had a Halloween special. There's something called Fred 2, Night ooh, of the Living Fred. Ooh, ooh. I used to watch the Fat Albert one all the time. You just brought it, like a flood of nostalgia what? back to me. I don't remember it. I might have, but I don't remember it. Are you That's having, so like, weird. Re- that is something having, like, that had escaped my... Yeah, that had totally escaped my... You don't even remember my, that part of your life. Yeah, and, and it was just like, wow. That was, I thought that you was were really getting excited about Fred, too, Night of the Living Fred. I was <laughs> well, that, too, of course. Uh, Gary Larson's did a Tales from the Far Side. What? Um, Sounds amazing. Yeah. It was in the 80s. There's a Garfield Halloween adventure from 1985. Now, I do know that one, and that is that is seriously fucked up. Like, um, I, my daughter and I watched, they have a lot of these on YouTube. And a couple years ago, my daughter and I just watched a bunch of Halloween specials uh, leading up to Halloween. And that was one of the ones she watched. And she actually quit watching it because it freaked her out. It is truly scary, and it's Garfield. That's weird. Um, it's, like these, it's like these dead pirates come back, and it's it's weird. Oh um, man, I just had another one come back to me. This is so crazy. Um, Bugs Bunnies. 
Halloween special? Yeah, I did not have that. Yeah, there probably was one. Yeah. Oh, I no, I know there was one. Yeah. I can, I like, I'm having visions of it. Man, that is so interesting. <laughs> I must have watched and that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome that you're having these memories. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree, which is another one my daughter and I watch most years. Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures, She of the Vampire. Um, I'll just do a few other ones. There's one from the Pound Puppies called Nightmare on Pound Street, which is hilarious because that sounds like a porn parody. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity, which were ones I watched as a kid. Those were Disney specials. And then, Danae, have you seen Halloween Town? That sounds like something around your age range. <laughs> With that was like a Disney Channel uh, movie, like back in the like early aughts or late. Let me 90s. go. Let me go look for a visual. Yeah, you need to have this experience too, where where Jonathan Debbie, reminds uh, you of something. Debbie Reynolds is in it, and which I know names of actors don't really do for you. No. Okay, just curious. Ah, uh, bummer. No. But uh, I and I also so. honestly don't know how old you are, so I could be completely off on that being your age. But um, yeah, so I just it was fun, kind of like Aaron. It was fun just going back, um, um, and then having memories of some of them. But I don't remember Fat Albert. Oh my um, goodness, yeah, Fat Albert and the Bugs Bunny one. Um, remember there was Bugs some, Bunny sounds familiar. The, there was something about uh, witches in it that was really really creepy, huh. and then there was a there was a bat part where somebody turned into a bat. Oh, I, I just bugs. had a memory. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll see if I can find this. What's, what's your memory, Danae? No, no, no. You keep it was, it, it, you, you said something about bats and all of a sudden I'm seeing something. So I'm going to try to look it up. The Jetsons had one. Uh, there was a Pac-Man Halloween special. The worst witch. Oh. oh, then yeah, you would. Halloween Town was probably not too much after that. But the, the worst, worst witch. witch. Did yeah. you ever see that one? No. With Tim Curry? Uh, yeah, I've watched it with my daughter. Um, they actually, Netflix brought that back as a TV show. Uh, or Amazon, one of the two. I can't remember. This is one of my ago. first memories of Tim Curry. Oh. Yeah. And wasn't it, it was, um, it was, what's her name from, she's in American Beauty, but this is like when she was a kid. Um, Feruza? Oh, I can't think of her name. Yeah. No. Oh, was it Feruza Balk? Mm-hmm. Then I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Diana okay, yeah, Rigg. It was, it was, it was Feruza Balk. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's not American Beauty. That's the girl from Craft. Fun stuff. I'm going to have to go on YouTube and see if I can find. Yeah, the just a lot of these are on YouTube. Nice That's how one. my daughter and I watched a lot of them. Look at um, you just having all of us remember Halloween specials from our yeah. past. Nice research. We are canceling the rest of the show so we can watch uh, Halloween specials now. I, I, um, uh, but it's just crazy that Charlie Brown has lasted. You know, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. And not Tim Curry, because let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to move on to the comment section? No, sure. I forgot about a sin that I wanted to get put into Dark Phoenix. Oh, tell us about it. Okay, but it only it'll only be real quick, and it'll kill momentum entirely. <laughs> well, it sounds like behind the sins. Why didn't Jean Grey need a helmet in space? Yes. I wrote it. Is it this was, a joke? It was in my script. It was cut. I didn't push for it to be put in because we were like on a time crunch and I uh -huh. really didn't. But it was in the comments. That Some I was people like, did mention it in the comments. Yeah. I think it's just because she's so powerful that Whatever. she, you know. It's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> I thought well, you were about to tell me a joke though. Like, why does Jean Grey not wear a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> because she's airheaded. I don't know. I couldn't think. Because she's full of it already. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, How was that for Momentum Killer? That's, yeah, Momentum's dead. So, well, which makes sense. We're talking about Halloween All right, you stuff, guys so. have a good rest of the day. Yeah, bye. See ya. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the comment section. I, what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment or 
two, maybe, Danae, to respond to in what? this week's videos. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, and then we'll do some general feedback. I uh, got a question for us this week, but let's start with the comments. Uh, I'll kick it off. I've actually got a couple this week. I did want to talk first about uh, in the Friends video, Nathan King says, I'm sending you for not taking off a sin for Phoebe's sexy dance. And Danae, you oh, had yeah, mentioned yeah. this. And I brought it up, too, because I'm going to come clean here. I probably had six or seven sins about Phoebe's uh, seduction in this in this show. And they all got cut. Every last one of them got cut. I was enamored by I I was taken by Phoebe in this episode. I had forgot how sexy she is, even when she's playing. And there was something about. Her in this episode that I was just like, oh, Phoebe. <laughs> well, the, I I actually thought about mentioning this when we were talking about the episode. They don't really sexualize her. No, they nor, don't. That's that's a really that's not a something. I, I mean, they definitely Rachel definitely. Uh, Monica they do a, a, a reasonable amount, but like Phoebe they never really do, and this is like one of the few times. So I think it is. It, it always I've always remembered that scene uh, from the series, and yeah. I think that's why because it's it's so out of place with the the Phoebe character. The rest of the, the rest of the- well, in and maybe again, maybe it was just in maybe it was just in my horny for Phoebe mindset or whatever, but yeah. it was it was just the 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 things she was doing to be seductive were truly yeah. seductive like the the lip yeah. movement she was making the tongue yeah. stuff i was just like whoa I, I there was part of me was like is this is this too explicit for network television like <laughs> i don't know it worked for you I must, it, it definitely worked for but me I think so. it all, but like i said i think the fact and lisa kudrow is a beautiful woman well so yeah I, I think i think the fact that they didn't really sexualize her that much they didn't really put her like in skimpier clothing and stuff i mean i think maybe that stands out a little bit because that almost feels like i don't know naughty feel, or, I, I, yeah, I don't know how, maybe maybe yeah. even more authentic maybe that's what yeah, it was maybe, maybe i was yeah. connecting to how much more real it felt than the other stuff that's all fake and put on you know and, and yeah. kind of culturally you know just kind of expected that this felt more authentic and grounded and so i connected yeah. to it i don't know anyways so like we're, we're like, definitely turned me on in that episode uh, so we should definitely should have given a sin off if nothing for the performance like being silly but also uh-huh. sex silly yes yes she sex silly danced <laughs> she did yeah, actually that there was dance. just like a, it was just one where jeremy just said phoebe's hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> Took a sin off. Whoa, Phoebe's hot. <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of revelation. Yeah, so that was one of mine. Um, what about you, Jonathan? What do you got? Um, I had, the, all mine were from Charlie Brown, and um, I did find a few where people seemed to enjoy it, but I really liked uh, Lexi Siggs, that part of the reason this has aged so incredibly well for me is because now I understand the humorous dialogue. The humor is mostly intended for adults. Like at one point, Linus asked if Charlie Brown had ever heard of the fury of a woman scorned, which no kid would understand. I adore the peanuts so incredibly much for this reason it doesn't get old even though it's over 50 years old you enjoy it as a child and you still enjoy it as a grown adult charles schultz was a genius and this is a classic so <laughs> nicely stated that was, that was very well said i did also just real quick though i did think it was funny though there were a couple people that did the uh how dare you but then they like one uh, marcus joe said how dare you is nothing sacred and then he quoted strangely in 2019 these are somehow all the same thing and then he put you're forgiven <laughs> yeah. and then morgan uh morgan holian i'm gonna say said how dare you I say as I pick up popcorn and press play. So I, <laughs> I loved those. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I saw those and I really enjoyed those too. <laughs> um, the one that I have is from Dark Phoenix. It's a long one, but I really appreciated this. Came from Figment, spelled P H Y. Figment, so nice. Waves nerd wag- the nerd flag 
Aurora, who is Storm, Aurora's power isn't weather, it's atmosphere. So she can't fly. She rides currents, which is why she's also known as Wind Rider. Um, so her stopping up holes is not completely out of the realm of things. Also, waves nerd flag harder that Mystique didn't try to get saved. Her healing factor is not nearly as strong as Wolverine's. But if she had time to make dramatic eyes, she had time to pull herself off or have Hank pull her off so she could heal herself to the point where at least her wounds weren't fatal. Those things aside, your comments are amusing at one point and on point. And yes, this movie was shit, which is sad because I like the visuals and the actors are great um, and then they kind of go on about that but I love this one because it was like a super nerd was in the mm-hmm. comments and wrote yeah. like two paragraphs and I appreciate <laughs> you super nerd like yeah. that was great and I also love that he called Storm Aurora I, I, I have to say uh, when you're dealing with the X-Men and with what powers can and can't do and will and won't do it's all just a sin to me because the, it's all it is all it's story not, convenient. Fantastical. Every every power that's used is story convenient. Every power that's not used in places it could be used is story convenient. Mm-hmm. These are super powered beings who could do basically about anything. Yeah, most of them. Right, and so it's it's all a sin to me. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I, it all could be a sin. I should well, say. Well, yeah, you sure. would like Figment. He he actually goes into a rant about um, Storm having brown eyes and that really not lining up with things and like so like besides the power like he's going off on these powers. And he's like, oh, plus, <laughs> plus this the eyes. isn't consistent either. A power reading. Yeah, power reading. Uh, hey, I, I just found one more from the Friends video, if I can throw it out there sure. real quick. It's from uh, Diceman69, and it says, <laughs> Phoebe is hot. <laughs> Where's my cookie? <laughs> Phoebe is hot. I'd eat Phoebe's Where's cookie, my cookie any day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the other one I had was from the uh, Rooting For You video. This is from WM. says, this is so funny because in Australia, rooting is a slang for sexual intercourse. So this song takes on a very different meaning for oh, some I'm of us. I'm rooting for you. Do okay. you got any more? Yep. Uh, for whom the Taco Bell tolls? Tucking nuts? Was that? Oh, in... that was me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Was that in us? No, that was in Charlie Brown. Okay, That's okay. That's the very okay. end of the Charlie Charlie Brown video because, yeah, go, go ahead and do the, the comment. I don't know what it is. Okay, so the comment <laughs> is from Charlie Brown uh, about tucking nuts and from for whom the Taco Bell tolls said multiple choice time. Tucking nuts was either A, the name of my horribly designed walnut storage system, B, the nickname I gave my Uncle Marv, who later became my Aunt Shirley, <laughs> or C, the name of my short-lived circus tumbling act. Mm-hmm. And I just love it when fans pick up on it's something great. and it's great. make their own. It's wonderful. Yeah. One of my favorite things lately has been to do spoonerisms with swear words. Um, I think I've talked about before, because I'm not a swearer in real life, uh, sometimes I'm very, I lack confidence in writing, you know, swear words for the narrator. Plus, I always think it's, it's fun to be clever, even when you're being uh, profane. I think that's more fun than just, you know, straight F bombs all the time. And so I always try to be a little more, yeah. a little clever when I, you know, so yeah, tucking nuts was, was definitely me. Fucking A. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move on to the question for the day in the comment section. It says, hey, B team, B side. Be seen. Love the podcast. I have fun on my commute listening to you guys have fun. Uh, I feel like TV production has increased in quality in the last couple of years, thanks to HBO, Netflix, and the like, increasing program quality. What movies would you rather see as a high-quality TV series? I love the Ender's Game book. I felt the movie was okay, but I would love to see a high-quality TV show made from Ender's Game in the Shadow series from Orson Scott Card. Uh, similar, 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 uh, today? Similarly. Thank you. The Jack Ryan 
show on Amazon Prime has been really good compared to the movie adaptations of the books. So as to not just use examples based on a book or a book character, I would like to see an Inception spinoff. Talk about stealing all the great ideas. Right? Come on. Or prequel as a show that would maybe follow a team of infiltrators. (laughs) What are your thoughts on other movies? Take care, Kirk. Thank you for the question, Kirk. Appreciate it. Um, Jonathan, why don't you start off? Yeah, I love this question. And I, I it, it was hard to narrow it down. I, I decided to be a little... The easy thing would be to take something that's like based, that's like Ender's Game and, you know, it's based like on a series of books or something. Uh, So I tried to just challenge myself. I stayed away from that. So the one I came up with was I would like to see a show based on Sing Street. Yeah. um, That's good. I don't, for people that you, so you have seen that. Oh, yeah. I love Sing Street. And I think that's one of those where you could get, you could probably get the cast. Like if it was just like a 10 episode series or something, like you might still be able to get Lucy Boynton's probably having a bit of a movie career. Maybe she wouldn't do it, but I, that's kind of what was thinking through my head too. Cause it's like when you, when you, when you say you want to see the TV series, but then it's like, well, who are you going to recast? So this is one where I think you could probably get the cast yeah, and um, just have them, you know, just follow the evolution of that band and uh, just where they go with that. I think that would be a really, uh, that could be a really fun show. That could be something, um, I mean, Glee, it wouldn't be like Glee, but that was just kind of the show that popped in my head. Well, but but uh, it would, it would be like that in the sense that as a TV series, you could almost focus each episode on a different song, you know, like there could be a song that would speak to the theme of the episode. Episode that would be another cool because one of the things I loved about Sing Street was just how perfectly 80s that music was, oh, even was, though it was written it was for amazing. the the movie itself. Like it, those songs were great. They, so, I, I still listen to that album. Yeah, um, I, I, I pull it up all the time. On Drive it like you stole it. Um, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of great stuff there. So. Yeah. Uh, no, or I think that's middle a, of the Sphinx or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. No, that's a good choice. Uh, Danae, what do you got? Um, well, first of all, I was the my first thoughts were about Ender's Game, which I think would make a really interesting series. Of course, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to mention, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, uh, there's a podcast called Hugo's There. It's uh, where they go over the Hugo Awards and the um, the person who is the um, host of the show, I can't remember his name. I had it written down and now my notes are in a different spot. Hugo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he had, he had a, a really cool guest on episode number 14. Um, his guest is a super big Ender's Game fan and they had a great conversation about it. So if you really love Ender's Game, you might actually kind of enjoy, uh, enjoy that one. So that was a really good one. It took me a second to think about it, but I think I would go with, does it does have to be a T it's a movie, a movie that you want TV to be a series? TV show. I went with Avatar. Uh, just because I think that the environment is really beautiful and it's fun to look at. And then the culture would be really interesting to continue to like see different creatures and different ways that these aliens could do things. And there's a whole unexplored world there. Uh, I, I couldn't think of another one, so I'm going to still stick with Avatar, but there's some things about it that I think are already kind of fulfilled where it might, I don't know where it would go that would be more interesting than what we already saw in the movie because it was just so filled with things. Because it's like they just gave us so much about like, I guess there's different creatures we could see in different environments Well, like the sequels going underwater, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, So... I don't know. Well, and plus the the fact if if James Cameron did an Avatar TV series, a new episode would come out every fifteen years. Right. So, <laughs> which is super super good for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Danae, looks like his first name is Seth. I couldn't find the last name. I've okay, talked good. to him on Twitter, but um, yeah, I, I yeah. had Seth in my notes, but then I thought maybe that was the his guess, but uh, for episode fourteen. But 
cool. Well, I guess I could have said that. But guys, anyway. his name is Hugo. It's no, right there guys, in the podcast. No, no it's, it's the right Hugo there in, Awards. Come it's on, right there come in the on. podcast title. I'm going to go with Inside Out uh, as an anthology series uh, on Out. Disney Plus. The Up. No, it, not up the um, the Pixar movie, the Pixar movie, Inside Out, and basically That'd be so good. Follow a different brain each episode. It's a yeah. complete anthology series, That's so perfect. it's a different yeah, yeah, story yeah. and how their brain works, and you can really explore, you know, what people's you know uh, memory islands are like, and maybe and, maybe go into more of an explanation as to why one person's brain has all of those emotions as sure. different characters, but then another yeah. person's brain has then another person's angers. brain has has a totally different central emotion that we haven't yeah. seen before. I love and, that. Yeah, so I. I I thought that'd be a really cool anthology series and uh, if disney plus wants to cut me a check right now i will uh i will start developing it for them i'm so. sure they're listening yeah of course you know, they're speaking of ender's game though and maybe this has been done to some point i think the mr mercedes series based on the stephen king trilogy has kind of done this but i don't understand why there aren't more shows that take these there, there aren't more of these novel series that go to tv and each season could be a book like that just seems that seems so obvious yeah yeah. Like Ender's Game would be a great one. Like the, you know, the first season's 10 or 15, whatever you need, whatever you need to tell the story. And yep. then you do the first book. And then the second season is the next book. And, yeah. you know, yeah, just totally seems agree. like that just like everyone should be doing that. These should not be made into movies, we, especially with the quality production of television these days. And that a lot of actors are willing to do TV. Um, you know, you can cast these things. With great people. I just that just seems like a no brain. I, I don't I, know. I want to make it very clear uh, in case it wasn't clear already. Uh, that uh, if Inside Out is an anthology series does happen on Disney Plus, they better be able to prove that they had that idea before October twenty eighth, two thousand and nineteen, because I will be suing. Uh, so get yourself a lawyer. <laughs> All right, uh, we ready to move on beyond the sins? Ready to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something from the pop culture world that we've experienced recently. I'm going to guess Danae has a game. Huh. Who would give you that What idea? is it, Danae? What What's is it? the game this week? Uh, my game this week is a shooter game called Ooh. Space Marshals. A shooter game? Yeah. It's actually really Like a first-person shooter kind of thing? No. Like you're looking down on the map from above and okay. moving your character around by, you know, moving your thumb around on the left side and then like aiming and shooting with your thumb on the right. But uh, I really like the graphics a lot. The game is super smooth and essentially like you're this space marshal that was captured and then um uh you're released and then you have to kind of like go find your buddies on this map and shoot the bad guys and kind of like go for clues what i like about it is you can die uh there's saving points but it's hard it's like you actually kind of have to think about okay that didn't work i need to kneel old school in that way yeah i need to kneel and kind of squat over here to hide a little bit more and then pop up and shoot them or like, there's been several times i've just rushed into battle because i have this unrealistic yeah you know it, it seems like nowadays there's lots of games and probably because i i play um brawl stars a lot which is one of my favorite games and so i'm constantly like the beefy person that rushes in and just starts pommeling people right and then you die and you reset at the beginning and you just kind of come back in and play did you say pommeling yeah pom- as in pom- the gymnast pommel. i meant pommel but thank <laughs> no, you for <laughs> no i just imagine somebody running it. in with a pommel <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you pomegranate <laughs> yes yes um anyhow so this one i've rushed into a couple of 
moments and just died so fast and then you have to go all the way back to checkpoints I, listen i so i I, ca- I remember before checkpoints yeah, like uh, the whole you don't know thing. how good you have it like mario yeah. when you played the original super mario brothers man you had to do the whole thing you had to do the whole thing without losing what was it three you start with three lives or whatever it's mm-hmm. it's this so, has that so. this has that same feel in a way i mean the checkpoints are kind of closer to the action but mm-hmm. if you miss a checkpoint i've missed a checkpoint a couple times because they're kind of in different areas so you're kind of exploring Exploring a map and, you know, getting more ammunition and maybe like a grenade or something. Um, so I've really enjoyed it. It does cost dollars. I unless will, you're on Play Pass. Unless you're on Play Pass and then you're paying a couple bucks a month for Play Pass. Seriously, don't understand what why they're not it sponsoring us. Like, it does cost dollars as opposed to <laughs> well, monopoly I, money. I don't have to pay dollars because I answer those questions on uh, you, Google. Because you holla. Because I holla Sorry. for my dollar. Space Marshals currently... Uh, for like 0.8 stars or something. It's five bucks. But Is that I, out of five or out of 10? Out of five. Out of 53 stars. Out of 53 stars. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's different opinions on different parts of it if you get down into the... Uh, I have a I have a really big screen on my smartphone though, and so for me, it's not difficult to play. If you have like a smaller screen, there might be a lot going on mm. on the screen. Super curious what you think about that. But if you like shooter games, um, this one might be one that you enjoy. Very cool. Oh, uh, and I also also I got several tweets from people who liked the game that I suggested last week. I was just about to do an update on Mini Metro. For Mini Metro, and and they're like shout out for Mini Metro. Nice. Also, yeah, you probably didn't describe it the best <laughs> way that you could, but shout out. <laughs> uh, I played. I played Mini Metro. They stress you out. I hated it. Mm. I like. I was out of that so fast. Be and I think that because for me it is one of those things where it's like there there's too many random. There's too much randomness. Mm. So you can't really have efficiency brain or really plan you have to i don't know and it just it never i just i don't like those never-ending games like it's just like so you actually you actually got to play for longer than a few minutes so you were doing something right i die all the time oh okay i'm bad at this game (laughs) (laughs) my longest was yeah i i I played like uh my third one lasted like seven minutes or something perfect weekend for aaron a little twin peaks marathon while playing (laughs) mini metro (laughs) so yeah that's my suggestion for this week very nice. What do you got, Jonathan? Um, I didn't really do a whole lot this week out of sends and uh, podcast stuff. So um, I'm going to slightly recommend uh, the ABC show Emergence that I finally got caught up on this week. I think it's about mm. four episodes in. Um, this is yet another ABC trying to uh, relive the magic of Lost. Um, it's uh, a plane crashes and a... There's a little girl that may or may not have survived the plane crash, and she may or may not have some powers. And uh, that's kind of the setup for the mystery. And then there is a local cop in the small town where the plane crashed near, played by the... And this is one of the reasons I, I've been enjoying the show is the cast. But Allison Tolman from the uh, the first season of Fargo, um, she played the actually the cop in the first season of Fargo. She plays the, the sheriff she's of great. this town. Oh, she's... I love she's her. Amazing. She needs yeah. to be in more stuff. Yeah, she's great. Um, and then uh, Donald Faison's in it from Scrubs. He plays her ex-husband. Clancy Brown plays her father. Uh, Terry O'Quinn is not in the first couple episodes, but he pops up a little later. Uh, he at, And he's adding a lot to the show. Uh, Terry O'Quinn, of course, John Locke on Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just, I mean, it's really fun. I mean, these Lost clones are, you know, they're hit or miss. This seems to be a little more hit than miss. 
Um, it's also supposed to, I heard this on a podcast the other day. I don't think it's doing great in the ratings, so I'm not sure what this is going to mean, but it's supposed, it was intended to be a short order series uh, as far as like episodes. So I don't think it's going to be very many episodes uh, a season. Um, but at this point, I'm not sure if it's going to get renewed or not, but um, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. And unlike what the uh, Sincast crew said on the most recent episode, you can enjoy network television. Um, not everything <laughs> is, not everything is Chicago PD. Um, and like right. I said, it's a, it's a really good cast. It's a really interesting mystery. Like I'm really curious to see where they go with it. Obviously, with stuff like this, the end result could suck. Um, it's the smoke just, monster. Just, okay, that's yeah, the yeah. You just never know. I, although I do love Lost uh, the whole way through personally, but um, but yeah. So uh, that's my. It's a. It's like I said. It's a slight recommend. But if you like stuff like that, if you like science fiction, thriller, mysteries, um, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't enjoy this. So. And if you don't have uh, if you don't have cable or network television, I'm sure it's available like on Hulu and ABC and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, I have so many things bouncing around in my head. I still haven't landed on what I want to talk about. I've just seen so much stuff recently. It's that time of year. Um, TV or movie? Which which would you prefer? Movie. A movie. Movie. Sure. All right. Because I did a game. And then I don't know Jonathan why I said that like so unexcited. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I just didn't really like have an opinion on whether it was movie or TV. Why don't you do one of each? Uh, cheat. Wow. I don't know. I'd feel too much like Danae, like, you know, <laughs> pushing the rules to get Embrace more stuff in. the power. Uh, I want to talk I about mean, Parasite. I mean, it's not like we've been talking for almost three hours. I know, right? Um, I want to talk about Parasite, uh, which I think is, you, you brought up, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Um, it is... So good. Uh, I think it's currently my number one for the year. It is. Um, it is. I mean, Bong Joon Ho. Is, is that right? Is that is that how to say? Uh, sure. Right? I think I don't know that I've ever heard it. I got to be honest. Um, is one of my favorite directors working. Mm-hmm. I like every single movie I've ever seen of his. Uh, the the host was the first one that I saw, and just I was like, whoa, who made this? This is so compelling. And this movie is. So compelling on so many levels. The character stuff is compelling. This family is so entertaining and so engaging. I love them immediately. I love their relationship. Oh, Danae has accidentally done a Google image search for Parasite. I didn't Danae, think about it. Danae. I was trying to see the movie poster, and now my screen is just like nothing but yeah. really Danae disturbing just went into things. convulsions. Oh, no. Yeah, you should have you typed oh. in Parasite, Parasite movie. <laughs> see, just Parasite. I, know, movie on I know. I didn't do that, and now I can't look at my screen. Hold on. Let me just start hitting buttons. <laughs> Nope, nope, still there. Everything's still there. Nope, you haven't hit the right button yet. Nope. Would you like to just have me get off the page? Here. It's a touch screen. You know about where the... the... I'm working on it. All right. Ah! I made it bigger. <laughs> okay. Ah, it's still there. <laughs> Dang it. I don't know. There's so many God. college girlfriend jokes going through my brain right oh. now. But um... Sorry, you were saying... I love this movie. That's all I was saying. Uh, I, I think what I was saying was the the moral decisions this family makes are complex mm-hmm. and interesting, and in a in a a culture that I don't understand necessarily. I don't live there, um, and but I think the movie communicates the culture very well. Uh, it works as a mystery. It works as a, you know a character study. Uh, it works as a comedy. 
Um, it's just it's uh, it's a great movie. I'm so yeah, impressed with it. Uh, yeah, the mystery element's interesting. There's something that happened. I don't know how far into the movie, but there's but you'll know what I'm talking about. There's something that happens where I was kind of like, oh, I don't I don't know if this is what I want, but uh, but then it quickly is. It it but it works. It absolutely works. Everything about this works. And I like that we were talking about like like this deals a lot with division of class and um mm-hmm. there's no like there's no good or bad people. It's just it's just people making decisions. And um if that makes sense. Um yeah. I don't know. I've I've never and like you said, it could have to do with this culture that I don't understand. Although it is interesting how much they talk about America uh mm-hmm. in this movie i don't know if you remember that but yeah. um when they're talking about like products and stuff like that but um but th- but yeah I, I just i don't know that i've ever seen a movie really get into like class division the way this movie does and it doesn't it's not preachy no it's, not at uh, all and i don't even know that it's really making a statement i mean it might be but um it's well it's just doing tell- it it's, it's just doing telling it. a story yeah it's making a statement subtextually which is the best yeah. way to make a statement exactly um so yeah, I I love it. Um, if for whatever reason you are averse to subtitles, I apologize. Um, you know, in, unless you speak, is it Korean? I think it's Korean. I, I think so. Um, I could be way wrong. I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I am. That's fine. But unless you speak the language of the film, uh, you're gonna be reading subtitles. Uh, that's fine with me. I don't mind that at all. I read subtitles when it's in English a lot of times. So um, so yeah, I I just a high recommend for Parasite. It's really, really uh, good. Yeah, he is Korean. It's a South Korean dark comedy. Yeah. So yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So that's great. And then the other great thing I watched on the TV side of things uh, was the premiere for Watchmen. Speaking of uh, Lost and Damon, Damon Oh, I Lindelof. still got that on my DVR. I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's good. It's spectacular. I was blown away. And I'm not a fan of the source material at all. I've never read the source material. Um, I thought the movie I, was a mess. I love the comic book. I thought the yeah the movie's a mess. That's a good way to put. It. Um, but this is I am engaged. I like uh, Damon Lindelof is so talented at writing a universe that I want to know more about, and he does it in such a way that obviously, since I'm not one, you don't have to be a fan to be compelled by it. A lot of the the winks and nods that are on the periphery to this universe and what people who are fans of the comic know about this universe seem to me like world building that I will eventually understand. So it doesn't mm-hmm. seem confusing or frustrating. It just seems like I'm learning a lot about this world and the way that it puts it into um, the kind of uh, racial issues of the modern day uh, is, I don't know. I, f- I found it really engaging, really fascinating. And I cannot wait to see uh, episode two, which was on last night, but I haven't had time to watch it yet. Yeah. I've got, I've got both of them on my DVR. That's, that's the next time, next chance I have to watch something not sins related. That's my, that's my plan. <laughs> 2019 is finally coming through. I'm just like, I'm so ready for this to start watching great movies and great TV. And so are so, you like, are you about to just hit like screener? Oh yeah. Season? Is just, are they, is that November when you that start is, really getting a ton? Yep. It'll be the next couple of weeks. They will start pouring. I in. saw you. I'm really curious what you think of her smell. <laughs> well, she's wearing deodorant today, so I haven't I haven't really smelled Danae much. But um, why are we talking about my smell? <laughs> it's a movie called Her. Smell. I got a screener for a movie called Her Smell, and oh. he was curious what I thought about it. Did it come with like a scratch and sniff? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea about anything okay, in this movie. If you so. open the screener, will you just promise to scratch it and then smell it to see if they actually sure. made like some sort yes. of a like, yeah. secret? I'll smell all my screeners. No, just that one. (laughs) Not all of them. 
You never know. You never know, though. That's right. That's true. Oh. They'll probably smell a lot like male. It's probably what they'll smell like. How did it feel to break the rules, Aaron? Felt really good. Yeah. I feel really good yeah. about it. Uh, I'm going to do it always now. Oh, good. Um, oh, you're talking, about talking about two things? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be recording for four hours, five hours. Well, we're one hour away. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think every week, starting when you start getting screeners, we need a screener report. You just every single movie. Every single movie. <laughs> oh, man, there's a ton of stuff I would love to talk about. I'd love to talk yeah. about. I, I saw Unbelievable based on your, uh, you know, uh, oh, suggestion. You like it? I loved it. It's yeah, so it's good. I'm seeing so much great. So Bojack Horseman's new season is so great. I'm, yeah, I'm that's not on kidding my you. List. I could go on for another 30 minutes about amazing stuff that that is just now coming out that I'm loving. But I won't because we all have stories. <laughs> we, we, all all have we all have, we have lives cookies to, we have cookies to go eat that's right we, they're in many cookies before we sleep uh, <laughs> alright thank you so much for joining us for Behind the Sins this week don't forget to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast go ahead leave a comment or a rating as well while you're there uh, you can hang out with all of us on Twitter I'm at Aaron Dicer she is at Danae Says D-E-N-E-E Says and he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for yeah. Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Check one, two... Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear Jonathan now. It's behind the scenes time. It was terrible. You know, you really have missed your career as the female Weird Al, you know? No, we- I've Weird been told Allison, that. maybe. I've been told He that. would have to know other songs, though, <laughs> to parody. What if that was the only song I ever parodied and I just crammed all the... <laughs> That's right. Every single song was I Can See Clearly now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to an episode of Sincast, where Danae... Oh, wait, this isn't Sincast. You just want every episode to be Sincast now? <laughs> no. You just want to be on the Sincast all the, all the time. Sincast fans are great. Yeah, I, I have like... um I think I have like 13 new followers since the Sincast Ooh, episode came nice. out. Nice. Yeah. A whopping 13. I know. <laughs> are um, you at 800? Yeah, I'm over 800. Nice. I think I'm close to nine. Yes. But I started at six. Four digits is coming soon. So that's almost 300 people just since joining the team. But you know what? And this is this is going to make it seem like I have a big ego problem. Uh-huh. We all do. We all we all sit behind microphones and pretend like people care about what we have to say. So no, I think I'm our not, ego is fine. <laughs> I know people care about what I have to say, but I don't want to like misrepresent. But anyway, my question is... And this is something that I should ask the boss. So if this makes it into the outtakes, I guess this is my awkward way of asking a boss. <laughs> nice. When is my Twitter handle going to go up on the, the YouTube channel? Uh, That's what I want to uh-huh. know. Yeah. No, these are... Is mine on there? Yeah. I think yeah. everybody's on there but Danae. Uh. And I'm like, guys, I was half of Dark Phoenix. <laughs> these jokes you're liking came from my melon. I feel weird about that, but I kind of, I think it's too, oh, it's like two parts. Yeah, there like, you go. I kind of want to be like known as part of the team, but mm-hmm. at the same time, maybe that's where all the bad trolls come from and the yeah. good people are all on the podcasting side. Cause so far guys, you're awesome. I haven't had anybody like be rude. And I mean, technically Chris isn't on there either. So. Right. <laughs> but Chris doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> well, that's beside the point. <laughs> 
the thing is with Aaron, I mean, you're not like, uh, I mean, at least you hide it if you are, but you're not really judgy. Like you're not. Oh, thanks. I, I never get the impression that you're judging other people for. Well, and that's like you guys are both very. Uh, I mean, you guys are both fairly religious. I would say. I would say very religious. I just got and, spiked. Uh, <laughs> I just my my, my offendo meter we don't, just we don't, spiked. Yeah, we don't like being called religious. Like uh, okay, you're very yeah. spiritual. Sure, that works. Yeah, that's better. What, we, I'm not trying know, to. We have what, a, what's a good? What's a good? What's a good? We lo- a term. We, we we love that Jesus guy, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, and no, we have you talk faith. for yourself, Aaron. You talk, you talk for yourself. <laughs> you don't love that Jesus you're good guy. Christian. No, I'm trying to figure out what word I would use, and you're trying to get there through your way, and I'm like, I want to. Right, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. I want to be called a bohemian believer. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was joking. But, I, but that, my, that's my point was a bohemer. <laughs> That sounds so wrong. You guys don't push that on people. And, and also, I write so. super foul jokes and love them. So it's a little confusing <laughs> for people. I get it. Yeah, but see, that's that's yeah, that and that's uh, that that's where I that's where I have a lot of issues with the majority of people that I've met. You know, um, but no, uh, no, man. Oh, I have I have a great story that kind of goes along with this. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, I'm going to tell the story and then we continue on with this wonderful conversation that will be in the oh. outtakes. I'm sure the World Series game last night. Did anybody catch this? Um, the only... uh, about Trump being there? No, although that certainly is him being booed. Yeah, he was booed. All that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. No, I'm okay. I'm That's not talking the only about booze. I'm talking about boobs. Oh, okay, uh, okay. In the in the seventh oh, inning. Oh yes, I saw that this morning. In the seventh inning, there were a couple of girls who flashed from behind home plate. Yeah, they were trying to just they were trying to uh, get Jarrett Cole to not pitch well. Yeah, yeah, basically yeah. is the I mean I and hadn't heard that. Instead, they enacted a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard their motives. Is that does that come from them? Did somebody like interview them or? No, I'm just I just guess okay, because right. the Astros were pitching. I mean, you know, it's kind of like uh, when people are shooting free throws and you know, and the other the like the other team is shooting free throws, and you're like, you'll see fans like waving stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, were they so were they were waving that's the their way stuff. I took it. They yeah. were waving their they stuff. They were waving yeah. their stuff, that's for sure. Uh anyhow, so this happens uh somewhere in the seventh inning. I see about it this morning and I went to back to my recording to see if it actually was in the recording because or if it was like fake, because you know, I wanna make sure and so I have to study the tape to really, you know, know right. that this really happened. You're just doing the world a service. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yeah. for everybody else. So, anyways, <laughs> I went back to my recording and during that moment. It cuts away to a wide shot of an empty stadium for like five or six seconds. And I'm going, and I'm going, what did they, how did they go back and edit my DVR recording? Like what is going on here? Well, Well, they have a delay. Well, they do. But if it aired live, like it should be on my recording. Well, anyways, (laughs) I I come, I cut what? Why are you laughing at me? Because of how upset I am. (laughs) Well, let, let me just. I get your point. Before, have you never seen boobs? This before? is my. This is what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing. Excuse the pun. Titillating about it for me. It no. wasn't. It wasn't some kind of. Ooh, look at those. I mean, their their faces aren't even. Sh- it is literally just four boobs just hanging out there behind home plate in the distance, blurry that kind of thing. And they cut away from it on what was I found out a re-airing of the game that also got recorded on my DVR. So when they re-air the game a couple hours later, they cut that out just because of these blurry in the distance breasts. And I'm just thinking, really? Like is 
Is this that big of a like, deal? I feel like it's. I saw that some... all over Twitter. So oh, yeah. a lot of people got that shot. I, I, my brain is split into two. I want to rage a little bit, but then I also want to tell a story. And so <laughs> you want to rage, rage about first. what? Rage first. I. What about this upset you? I think I don't know if it's like I. Th- I think rage was the wrong word. Okay. I feel like I. I don't even know how to articulate. Well, it would give give kind of just the the substance. Um, I don't understand why you're so shocked that they would like protect nudity. Oh no, I'm not shocked that they did it. And I'm so just rage shocked isn't the two- right word. Yeah, I'm, I'm not raging shocked. at you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like your reaction is like I just surprising. Don't yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think it's I just... more about you wanted to see boobs. No, <laughs> do you know about Pornhub? Like it's just a no. I get because Aaron's visit. made a lot of <laughs> comments of about that. They what what I guess society has decided is not okay for us to see. And what this goes back to making the body be so weird. And, no, and I get yeah. it. I get it. It's part of my body and I totally get it. But it's just like it's how it's it is. And so I just I, I guess I the rage to me just it just seems now, no, no, I no, will I'm, say, not, I'm not raged. Here's here let, let me let me clarify. I am not outraged. I am just uh surprised. I've drawn a nipple for you here. <laughs> Thank you, Danae. Yeah. Oh, that's what they look like. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it actually looks more like a Target because I, I originally say, this I, was a doodle of I, mine. It has like seven areola. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. This was originally part of my Discord doodle, and I just decided maybe it was just better for you. Thank okay, you. So I appreciate that. Let me tell you a story that this reminded me of super, super fast, and then I promise su- we're going to get Sure. To no, show. I can hold on to my thought. Okay. Before DVR, there was watching the Super Bowl with the whole like, Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson yeah. mishap, and I was at a Super Bowl watch party, and I was... Uh, there's probably 15 people at the Super Bowl watch party. And when the halftime show came on, everybody left to go smoke or whatever they were doing, literally emptied the living room. And I was the only person left sitting there. And I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch it because I I love performance. And Janet Jackson is really interesting to me. I didn't really care about Justin at all. I wanted to see Janet Jackson. For sure. I'm the only person who saw her boobs spill out. Uh, The only person I. Oh, I saw it. But but nobody believed you mean in me. that room. There were this oh, and this was you. before like Twitter. This is like that before Twitter, yeah. but this was before like nobody was able to go on and grab a screenshot and tweet right, about it. Right, yeah. And had to, you know, like it was before that. So literally they come back in and I'm like, guys, I saw Janet Jackson's boop and they all thought I was the weirdest <laughs> person. Like, no, seriously, like there was this whole thing where like Justin ripped her shirt off and her boob came out and she had this weird like nipple thing on. And it, I think it was a, I don't know, but it it was like a, like a little, like a, like a clamp or something. And they're like, wait, you saw all that in the moment? Yeah. Man, it was a, I don't I'm remember. very observant. Yeah. I, I remember be. it. I remember it because it was really odd the way like it happened. And uh, I guess just because of the tightness of the outfit and the way the boob, I guess was, was packed in. It just kind of was kind of, it was kind of like a slinky. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I, I said it just sort of that, like, and I will never, never forget. I that. know it kind of like fell out yeah. and down like a, like, like kind of like a baguette. And I, and I felt really, I felt really bad for her at the a time. Baguette. No, no, you don't feel bad for her. She had a grin on her face. 
slight. Oh, that's true. She knew. And I mean, you know. They, and, I, and okay, I mean, okay, okay. Now we're getting into like theories and crap, but she knew it was going to happen. This was. And she's a beautiful woman. She had her nipple covered already. Like, yeah. She had. And, and, it, well, and it matched her outfit. Okay. She didn't have it completely covered. She just had like a thing around well, no, it. Well, no, we're right? saying. It was like a star. No, what yeah, Danae is saying is she decorated her nipple. Yeah. Like, oh, so. I got you. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew something was ha- going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, this was intentional. Like, she was, blinged her nip. Yeah. Exactly. That could have just been for Jermaine Dupree later. It could in the be. Bedroom. It could be. Uh, we don't know. You don't we don't know. know. So, this is 2004 when this happens, okay? The outrage in 2004, okay, fine, whatever. 15 years later, in a world where Pornhub is yeah. available to anyone with an internet connection, <laughs> How is this still a big deal? It's not outrage. I'm just confused. Like I'm just I like just the idea. See more naked people no. on TV. Oh, see, well, there's still. I mean, <laughs> fine. Well, I mean, fine. from the sorry, networks. I'm sorry. I don't need to. There's so many naked people on TV. <laughs> no, I don't need I more naked people. No, I know. It's... Listen, but not everybody wants to see that. Not everybody know, wants to see naked people. Not everybody wants to see some fat beer gut dude behind home plate either, though. I don't know if... Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I know you're, you're super right about that. Right? 100%, yeah. 100% I don't, And right. I also don't... But from a network standpoint, though, there are regulations. I, I don't know what that breaks, but I do know that, like, like, if you say fuck on Saturday Night Live, they get fined, like, you know, a few thousand dollars, or I don't know how much it is. It's a lot. Yeah, okay. I don't, so I don't know no, if this right. is similar. It, it is so. similar, but but Fox, who did the original airing, it was already yeah. out there, and and they are FCC oh, gotcha, regulated. Gotcha, gotcha. The replay was on Fox Sports One. That is a cable uh, network. They could do yeah. whatever they want. So uh, yeah, it's just weird. You're drawing attention have... to it. You're drawing yeah, attention to it. Jonathan, Jonathan, I think you made the best point, which is Not the guy without his see. the guy without yeah. his shirt on behind home plate. Mm-hmm. You know, jumping up and down or painting something on his chest or whatever. Uh, we just laugh off and go, look at that idiot. But if yeah. if a girl's not wearing a shirt, it's like, oh, my gosh, save the children. They can't see that part of a regular human anatomy. I don't know. It's just weird. Isn't it weird? It is weird. Am I too free it is the nipple? Weird. No, no. I, you are you are on to something very, very important. I just really love razzing you. <laughs> I just no, it, I it's love very it. It's, weird. Part, it's part of my job, I think. All that to say, uh, Jonathan, thank you for recognizing uh, us as people of faith who aren't judgy. That means a lot to wow. me. Wow. So you're going to wrap it back around to that? <laughs> well, that's what it reminded me of because he oh. was talking about how we don't get worked up about st- oh. uh, stuff. Oh, and here we are getting worked up about stuff. Well, important. We're getting worked And again, I don't know how worked up I'm getting, but if I'm getting worked up, it's about how people get so worked up about stuff. You missed the perfect transition to start the show. I did? Yeah. Which was I what? mean, I know this isn't actually going to be the beginning of the show. This is at the end of the show. I love how you're just uh, calling into question my ability as a host right now, but go be- for it. Yeah, I totally am. Uh, because we were, you had that moment where we're talking about Trump being booed and then uh-huh. going into the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> it would have been the perfect. Before we uh, wade into the actual show, I do want to go back and just say this. Oh, no. No, I think this is important context. Uh, the reason that many, let's say Christians, don't want to be called religious is because mm-hmm. a lot of us see, quote unquote, religion as the problem, not the answer. Mm-hmm. Because because religion is about rules and about law, law and doing certain things and legalistic. Is, yeah. And and, you know, what we see faith is about is a belief system that results in, you know, a life that follows the principles of that belief. 
Uh, that makes sense. And that's going to be different for everybody. That doesn't mean the truth, the actual truth of what, the, you know, where the world came from, all that stuff. Like, there is truth to that somewhere, but we're all humans and none of us own that truth. We don't know it 100%. And so there has to be a humility to your faith. There has to be a humility to what you believe. So, and religion doesn't seem to have that humility, but faith does. It's hard uh, because as I've tried to describe what I believe to other people, there's like, I believe in God, but I also believe that Jesus was God. And that's like the defining part that I think will set me apart from other as a faiths. Christian. Right. Yeah. And so I would be under the classification of Christian, but that lumps me in with a really bunch of scary people to me. <laughs> oh, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. 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 Um, there's been a request for me to do things my kids say uh, once an episode. Okay. By your wife? No, it was in the Discord. People <laughs> loved it. They thought it was great. In fact, they asked for a whole podcast. And I said, no well, maybe I can do way. one. You're Whatever. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, ahead. my what kids were, were so funny. <laughs> fine. No, fine. Then we won't do it. And you see you see the reaction you get from Discord when you shut this down. No, I love Are it. Are sticking the fans on I, us? That's right. You go get them, guys. <laughs> I have one just happened yesterday. Now that they're older, they're a little more, um, shall we say, adult oriented. <laughs> the funny things that they say. So yesterday, uh, it kind of went like this. One of my kids said, Dad, I really like peanuts. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, it starts with peen and ends with nuts. So really, peanuts are the whole package. <laughs> wow, that's that's my favorite of your that's which kid is that uh, the whole package that's just great that's these are your children these are my children absolutely no question <laughs> that is beautiful and that's the end of the I'm out of air. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 